One, two. Uh, one, two. Uh, one, two. Uh, yeah. Stepped into the scene in 2015, not knowing that we could make it. Motivated with the dream, they try to throw us to the crumb side. We gamers over here, yeah. Steady on a mission, but with no competition. They say kids smooth is the best spot, representing the best box. Halo gifts, but that's the well. So much for taking them shots. Check moves, got the platinum dog. How many trophies you got? Blongo find the answers, whether you like it or not. The game and God built a squad of strong-minded individuals. A diverse collection to deliver news that's monumental. Wanna be a guest dog? You gotta make a decision. Jimmy, I have you in the state of decay walking in this division it's a dark day in hell yeah before you see sunshine if you can't hear me play a go and press rewind this is the season when i thirst i drink wine best to get yours money because i'ma get mine let's play a little game i can show you my weapon will uh let's play a little game i can show you my weapon will uh Let's play a little game, I can show you my weapon, Will. Catch you slipping, I promise I'll show you how I still feel. Let's play a little game, I can show you my weapon, Will. Yo, this is the Weapon Will Podcast, featuring Black Bomb, Kid Smooth, The Best Spot, Jimmy J Mega Games, Jack Moose hey, Jack. And your host, hey, how's it going? What's up, Kenneth? Games HDR. Hey. Gonna start in one second. I got my camera on, so you can you can leave video on if you want. It's up to you. Yeah. You don't have to. You could also just be a an icon talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I am so used to doing it this way. You know, this is pretty much how we do it every time. Okay, cool. And I'm not I'm not even camera ready. Gotta put your makeup on. I get hey, it. All of that. All of that. You know. Gotta put your face on. Exactly. Uh, so we are live already. Uh, let me just cool. bring up podcast and everything. What's going on, everybody? Um, let me know if y'all could hear us. Let me know if uh, you could hear Jason. Hello. Hello, everybody. It's a quick mic check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. Everybody can uh, hear you. Audio cool. is loud and clear. Okay. Cool. So how you been, Jason? I've been okay. Uh, mm. About to launch a book. So that's exciting. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. And I uh, hope you've been staying out yeah. of trouble on, on Twitter lately. No, of course not. I, I oh, can't, can't seem to. Uh, I, I've noticed. I've noticed. We're going to talk about that too. <laughs> yeah, every every once in a while, I like to uh, tweet something that like gives me a bunch of new people to block because it's just very satisfying to like block oh, people man. on Twitter. So we can we can talk about that. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. We're definitely going to do that. So um, yeah, let me just address the people real quick. So uh, listen, appreciate all y'all for coming out. Uh, please hit the like button as soon as y'all get in here. Help to support the podcast going to be speaking to jason for about the first hour um we're going to talk about his new book um talk about some gaming topics and discussions and uh going to ask him some questions um that the uh weapon will patreon uh viewers 
have submitted if we have time for that. So that's what we're going to get into. But this is Weapon Will Podcast, episode 279. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, Google Play, and uh, iTunes. So make sure uh, you go support those platforms if, if that's your preference. Uh, like I said, make sure you hit the like button. Check out the Weapon Will Patreon. And uh, if you support the Patreon or become a member of the channel, you will get access to the Discord. And uh, if you want a video, you want to be your gameplay videos to be playing during the podcast, just send me an email uh, to weaponwheelpress at gmail.com and I will make sure your video gets featured. Okay. So, Jason, we're going to talk about gaming stuff in your book. But first, I, I need to know outside of gaming, how do you feel about your Jets? Because listen, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm not a Jets fan, but I, I watch the Jets game and I uh. games, and I know that the fan base has been very depressed for what the last two decades at least. Yeah, well, four decades since like 1969 when when we won the Super. Last time we won the Super Bowl was the same year that man landed on the moon. <laughs> but y'all had dad, some good. <laughs> y'all had some good years since then, like uh, you know, with Chad Pennington and Mark Sanchez, they had some good years. Yeah, that's true. The last, like, the, the big playoff success of, like, my generation was really, like, Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez, AFC Championship, um, beating the Patriots in the AFC Divisional game in 2010. That was, like, the highlight of my my life as a Jets fan, um, which is kind of sad. It's like, here are the Patriots of six Super Bowls, and the Jets won claim to, like, to successes, beating them once in the playoffs. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic. I like their draft. Um, I like their current coaching and front office setup, which I haven't been able to say for a long time. Like I haven't right. really been like Adam Gase is our last coach. And before that, Todd Bowles, who like mm -hmm. you could, you could get a little excited about his defense, but they never really had like a really exciting coach since Rex Ryan really until now with Robert Sala. I think that's how we pronounce Sala. Um, yeah. And he's really exciting for uh, a bunch of reasons. He like Good seems like he coach. has this energy. Yeah, great yeah. defensive coach. He like brings this energy and charisma to the team. And I was a little bit like, oh man, couldn't they just like stick with Darnold and trade down from number two? But instead, mm -hmm. they went with Zach Wilson. And um, I, I mean, I can see them like making it work. And then I really liked what they did around him because they drafted, they traded up to get a nice uh, offensive lineman and then they got a couple of steals at wide out and running back. So I'm pretty excited um, from, from what I've seen in the off season so far, but like that happens a lot as a Jets fan, you get excited about the off season mm -hmm. and then it's like, all right, we're going seven, nine again. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you a Giants fan? I'm actually an Eagles fan. I know it mm. sounds crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Eagles Are you fan. In Brooklyn? I, you know, Are you in Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm Brooklyn from New York. <laughs> from Brooklyn, yeah. But I just, I, you know, I just grew up an Eagles fan for for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I was a I was a Giants fan when they paid the pay, played the Patriots though. That's the only time I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> yeah, that's so Super Bowl reason too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean the Eagles are kind of a mess too, but, uh, yep. but mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, things things fell apart within a couple of years. I mean Zach Wilson. I'm not like I don't think he's going to be any worse than Sam Darnold and I don't think Sam Darnold was bad I just think it was how the Jets supported him or or didn't support Darnold that and that's how I think they'll just support Zach Wilson and put the right pieces around him more than they did with Sam Darnold so I think they'll yeah, have better success. yeah 
Well, that's the big thing is that Joe Douglas, who's the new GM of the Jets, I believe, isn't he a former Eagles guy too? Wasn't he on the Eagles at some point? He might um, have been. I think he, I think he was involved with the Eagles front office at some point. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, seems like a super with it guy who like knows how to build a team. And I've been happy with all of his moves so far, even like trading um, Jamal Adams, which seemed like, Oh my God, you're going to trade our one superstar, like our best player. But like it, mm-hmm. it worked out well because they didn't need to keep him around like just to, to fail, just to tank. So yeah, I, I I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess about the jets as, as always. And then the season, starts and it's like okay great <laughs> more failures more coaches getting fired great 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 but uh I, I, I but hey that's what sports that's mm-hmm. what gambling is for that's what sports betting is for <laughs> exactly i wish y'all the best wish y'all the best so thank you thank you wh- what uh what games are you playing right now i'm playing returnal it's funny that there's returnal footage because i've been playing that this weekend that's what um, i've been playing I uh, I got so frustrated this afternoon because I was in the middle of a run and my game crashed. And when you mm. crash, there's no like the progress is just gone. Like there's no way to to there's no autosave. There's no like keeping track of your progress when you come back or anything. Like, um, yeah, really frustrating. But I like it. Other than that, the controller, the PS5 controller, is still blowing my mind. I've been using it for a while now, and it still never fails to just like blow my mind. It's so interesting because I've been live streaming it. I'm I'm up to the fifth biome right now, and I, I nice. have I, I've had several friends who have posted you know the game crashing on them, and I've been playing and I haven't had one crash. So it, it seems like it's completely luck of the draw and very random. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if your game crashes or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. I don't know. I haven't been playing much. I'm still like up to the first boss, so um, not super far in. But uh, but yeah, I really like the game. I really like the way it reminds me of Control in a lot of ways. Like um, when I stumble upon that house in the first biome, um, mm-hmm. I don't I, I I don't know anything about the story or the mysteries or anything like that. But it feels very like a combination of like the third person gameplay and the shooting and the the movement, and then also like seeing these mysterious, um, weird metaphorical things that shouldn't actually be there it just it's very reminiscent of control like a roguelike control which i think is really cool right right i'm, I'm really enjoying it it's a lot of fun i'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot right ask you this yeah. question and it, it doesn't have to be based on any insider knowledge you have but if you do you know you could share it if you want <laughs> if do you think right if you had to bet does PlayStation acquire Housemark before Housemark releases their next game? <laughs> I, I I have no idea. Um, I actually I thought they were gonna wind up trying to acquire Bluepoint because that seemed like uh, the best fit for them. They've been working with Bluepoint for a while, but mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. I don't know. Um, maybe like the, the problem is that like unless there's a competing offer, these big publishers don't have a ton of incentive to like make make purchases especially when you're sony and you don't have quite the the war chest of money that microsoft does um sony is a lot smaller and a lot poorer than microsoft is microsoft is worth like a trillion dollars or something Mm -hmm. like that something something absurd um and i think that uh that that unless microsoft were to come in and say hey we want to purchase housemark and then sony would have to make an offer to keep them around like to keep working with them um I think yeah. that's because that that's what happened um, with uh, with um, Respawn is that uh, EA had to purchase them because Nexon came in and made an offer. The Korean publisher Nexon came in and made an offer and EA had first right of refusal so they could match it. And they were just kind of like begrudgingly like, oh, f- fine, I guess fine. we have to do this. 
Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Sony likes Sony PlayStation definitely likes they likes to date and like milk the cow. And if they don't have <laughs> to buy the cow, they're going to use you as long as possible until you, until you force their hand. But <laughs> it's like wouldn't it benefit them to like buy early, like invest early before, you know, the uh, you know, before the actual studio has more clout, maybe they're worth more. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how much cash flow like Sony actually has and how much um, how much they're in a position to actually be making these big purchases. They did make a huge purchase in Insomniac a couple of years ago. And mm-hmm. who knows who knows what they can still afford? I don't know. But yeah, I have no inside info or anything. Um, okay. These these studio political machinations are uh, are interesting. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, cool. So let, let's get to your get to your book. So press reset. Yeah. Ruin and Recovery in the Video Game Industry. So this is your second book. Mm-hmm. And your first book was the pretty much, if you had to summarize it, the topic would be um, why video games are hard to make. You would say that's the yeah. summary of your first book. And Perfect. This you one, nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've been doing my reading. I've been doing a little reading. <laughs> you know? uh, and I've done, uh, I've read a few chapters of, the, of this uh, new, new book. You know, thank you for giving Excellent. me a copy. Um, of course. And what you describe this second book to be is why it's so hard to maintain uh, job security in the video game industry and what and what and the stories behind those people in the video game industry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So so press you said so it comes out May 11th, I should say. Um, so yeah. next Tuesday, although people can pre-order it now wherever they want. Just wanted to, mm-hmm. to, to set the frame there, set the context there. Right. Um, so why did you make the change? Like you jumped from your first book that was like developing video games. Why did you feel the need to tell the stories about the people and the personal things that they were going through around the development? Yeah, well, so that actually it came out of um, reporting. So essentially what happened was I finished my first book, Blood, Sweat and Pixels. Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. I actually pursued like a false lead for a while and was trying to trying to do something else. I, I was working on something else entirely. It wasn't working. So I switched course kind of like it was like a like video game development. Like, excuse me, mm-hmm. what's it? <laughs> Um, it was Pleasure. like like a classic video game development story where like you have to reboot uh, in the middle of game development. So um, yeah, like a year in, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And I um, I was thinking about what like what sort of overall theme because I knew I wanted to do something that was like pegged to some sort of overall theme, still based on reporting, like going out and talking to people about their stories, but some overarching theme. And I landed on the idea. I think the first story that I knew I wanted to talk about was 38 Studios and what happened with former Red Sox pitcher Kurt Schilling and his uh his attempt to take on World of Warcraft and get super rich in the process. And mm-hmm. that story was so wild that I was like, okay, why don't I take that and talk to some people who work there and report from there and then um and then put together a book that is like a bunch of different stories like that of like studios imploding and kind of try to figure out how they all tie together and why this is such a big problem in the video games industry why it's so common and then also how it can be fixed and so the book explores all of that stuff so the way it's structured is if you read my last book if people out there read my last book bloodstone and pixels basically each chapter is about the making of a different game so like Mm -hmm. starts off with pillars of eternity and then uncharted 4 and does a whole bunch of different games and it's like some some of the games came out and were successful some of the games were not so successful or didn't come out like star wars 1313 
But essentially, they were all just like individual standalone stories where it's like this game was made, didn't get made, move on to the next chapter. And I very intentionally wrote that book in a way where you could like read any chapter you wanted in any order. Um, with this book, I knew I wanted it to be a little bit different and I wanted it to tell one of more of an overarching story, um, as a whole about the video game industry and the problems it faces and how those problems can be fixed. So I decided I was going to start with, um, with Warren Spector, who is this legendary game designer, best known for Deus Ex and like, um, essentially creating the immersive sim. Um, his games like Ultima Underworld and System Shock went on to inspire tons, tons more games. Um, everything from like uh, Skyrim and Fallout to like Breath of the Wild to like the more obvious ones like Bioshock and Prey and Dishonored and so on and so on. Um, and then I kind of followed his lineage and like did did all these other stories of like Irrational and 2K Marin and 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 found some really interesting people at those studios and talked to them and tried to tell their stories and try to figure out like, OK, what happens to you when your game studio shuts down and like, how does it make you feel? And then how do you recover from that? Because that's like mm-hmm. a really important part of the conversation is recovery recovery from this so it's not all just like bleak stuff like like oh my god my studio shut down this is horrible this is this is suffering there's also a lot of like optimism and hope and like people finding salvation afterwards and yeah so that's the book i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's very much about um like the problems that the games industry has but it's also about um how people uh, uh, made it out and did cool things and then it's also about how things can be fixed and i think like one of the things that people will find really interesting about it is that there's a lot of just fascinating stories in there. Um, like some people like 38 Studios, some people might know that Kurt Schilling made the studio and ran it into the ground, but they might not know all the details <laughs> and the details are pretty wild. And then they might also not know that um, as part of that whole process, 38 Studios uh, bought a studio called Big Huge Games in Maryland. Then went on to get, make a game called Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. And Big yep. Huge Games had its own whole story around that saga, and like was essentially rescued from death and then died again. And so that story is also wild and mind blowing. And I think a lot of people will will read this book and learn some things that they didn't know before about the video game industry and. Yeah, I think I think it'll be <laughs> pretty yeah. pretty shocking and resonant. Yeah, the book people. is very is is definitely interesting with the amount of detail that you put in it. I mean, there's as you said, you talk about some individuals that had part in developing games like Deus Ex, Bioshock, XCOM, Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what would you say was like the most interesting uh, story to do like research on and write about? Yeah, yeah, that big huge games one was really fascinating. Um, I I didn't know anything. I I have a chapter in there about Mythic, which is a studio behind a bunch of old online games like Warhammer Online and Dark Age of Camelot. Um, but also they made the game Dungeon Keeper, like the mobile Dungeon Keeper that came out a few years ago and was like widely just criticized and slammed by people on the internet. And that was a really fascinating story because it's like very much a story of corporate influences and EA saying, hey, you need to do this. Um, but part of it for me, a large part of what I really like about this book and what I think will really like help it resonate with people is that I found a lot of just people that I didn't know before and followed their stories and spent a mm-hmm. lot of time talking to them. Um, people like Forrest Dowling, who was at Irrational Games and helped work on Bioshock Infinite. And then after Irrational Games shut down, went on to start his own studio. And so I spent a lot of time talking to him and like 
telling his story, it's really, really interesting. He's just a fascinating guy. Um, or people like Zach Mumbach, who is this guy uh, that is one of the most fascinating people I met in games, um, who like essentially spent his uh, almost his entire career in games at EA, and he spent it like putting in overtime constantly. Like spent, he would never leave the office because he thought, okay, this is how I get ahead. Like. I want to be, he would say, I want to be Kobe Bryant. And like, just like the NBA, everybody here is gunning for your job. And like, everybody wants to do this. Everybody wants to be in games. So the way that I do this is the way that I become Kobe Bryant is by putting in every single hour I can to do this work. But at a certain point, he started realizing, wait a minute, Kobe Bryant like gets paid $20 million a year. And meanwhile, I'm coming in every day working my ass off. And the the people who are actually making millions of dollars are like the executives like Andrew Wilson working next to me. And they're like leaving at 5 p.m. every night. So right. it's kind of like it's it's very reflective of some of the some of the, some of the messed up things in this industry. That's yeah. It's it, The book is like real insightful. Now, you you provide a lot of details in these books. You talk to a, a lot of developers and, and people behind the scenes. I got to you're already somewhat of a hated guy, Jason, right? Um, on, <laughs> on, the, on the internet. Do you get any like pushback um, from people in the industry uh, because you're telling all, all these stories? I got to think there's got to be some people who don't want you to tell these stories. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I think that, that uh, uh, I'm, first of all, I think that the people who hate me, um, anyone who hates someone they've never met just is just treating that person like a, like a fictional character. And so it doesn't really bother me if like mm -hmm. some chud on the internet is, hates me because I blocked him on Twitter for like calling <laughs> me a, 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 like a, a cuck or something like that. Um, so I really don't care about that. Um, when people hate me who I've actually met and interact with me, that's another thing. But with the games industry, what's really important to me is being hated by the right people, by, by the people that, that, I mean, should hate me. Because it's really important for journalism to be adversarial some of the time. Not all the time, but at least some of the time. And it's really important for powerful people in games to know, and in any industry, to know that like there are people out there who are watching and, and observing and informing and reporting. Um, so like if, if, if the CEO of big video game publisher, uh, is, uh, doesn't like the way that I report, that's probably a good thing. That's probably a healthy thing. Like that's how mm -hmm. people are, are kept accountable. Powerful people are kept accountable. And that's the job of a reporter essentially is to do that. Um, to answer your question directly. Yeah. I mean, there were some people who definitely declined to comment for this book. Um, just like they've declined to comment on various articles and stories that I've reported. So yeah, not shocking. And, uh, and I'm sure that the, there are people out there who will not be super thrilled about the publication of this book, but Hey, it happens. Okay. Okay. Um, so I want to move on to talk about crunch, good old crunch, hot topic. Yeah. So you're known for reporting on Crunch um, regarding, you know, different studios, uh, CDPR, Naughty Dog, and you've gotten a lot of hate for, for, from that, um, from the fan base, seemingly from uh, some of the heads of studios. And I've, I've read a lot of things of because I've never understood like, OK, I just see it as you doing your job. I'm like, Jason's a reporter. What, what, are, what are these, you know, these fans mad at exactly right so I, I i try to look into it just to be objective and try to see why are why are they so bad mad at jason so what i've gotten and i want of course i want you to respond to this is 
People say that you take some type of satisfaction in reporting negative stories because you like enjoy exposing these studios and they think it's for your own personal interest because this is like material you can use when writing your books. So they think you feed off this negativity for one and they think that you're just using it for, you know, for your own personal gain. What would you say to that? I mean, well, the books thing is silly. There's nothing about any of those companies in this book there's nothing about naughty dog or cd project red or any of the other companies i've written about um in regards to crunch um i guess ea is in there but but that's a big company um yeah i mean i think that there are a couple of things here right i think one of the things that is probably i mean based on what i've seen from from weapon wheel fans and and from even some of the weapon wheel hosts i think there's a lot of console fanboyism um in this community and Mm -hmm that uh, to be honest that drives me nuts is like like it's one thing i i get tribalism like i'm a jets fan we were just talking about that i get rooting for something to succeed but the way that the console fanboys take it is that they take it to such an extreme that like anybody going so far as to report negative news about their favorite company is just seen as an enemy and like a large chunk i would say of of my block list of probably the people who quote unquote hate me are either sony fanboys or x Xbox fanboys um and uh especially recently sony fanboys but uh <laughs> but yeah it's it's interesting it's like I, and i think uh, there's a ton of that a lot of the the whole mentality there is like oh my god like i can't believe that there's negative news coming out about naughty dog now i'm gonna lose all of the battles i'm fighting on internet forums about how playstation is the best and xbox is the worst and i really think that, that that's what drives a lot of this because any normal like empathetic human being would look at something like that and be like oh my god like of course this needs to be talked about so hopefully they can they can change things for the better and hopefully they can like they can they can go about finding ways where they don't have to like work themselves to death to make these games um i think part of it is also there's a fear that like if a company like naughty dog were to stop working the way that it works then maybe you wouldn't get games as as polished as naughty dog games and to that i would say i don't think any game is worth um people losing their families and getting divorces Mm -hmm. and and just driving themselves into the ground for that game and and if you're the type of person who would say no i'd rather have these games that are highly polished than i would people be be treated normally then uh i would say to you fuck off because i really don't want so you care about the people you care about the people behind the games you genuinely care about them I would sacrifice the entire video game industry if it meant like like making people have jobs where they are secure and safe and happy and, oh, and don't have to. Like, you a better is, person than me. You a better. These games look, is good. I ain't gonna lie to you. These games is good. The games are great. Look, uh, there's. I, I don't think that we need to go that far. I think there are ways for games to be made in sustainable, healthy ways. And in fact, one of the things that I wish I had done a little bit more in my first book, Blood, Sword, and Pixels, is explore that stuff. And so that's something that I tried to do in this book is explore a lot of like more sustainable things. And at the end, I have a chapter at the end of Press Reset about like um, the the solutions to some of the problems that I propose. Um, everything from like remote work, which is something that has become suddenly very relevant to um, unionization, to um, outsourcing, a lot of different stuff that I explore in there. But point being that like, I I don't think we're going to need to like chop off the head of the entire video game industry. Um, But I do think that like, 
Like if you look around at games, even even if you look at it from even if you say, you know what, I don't I'm a gamer. I don't give a shit about people. I mean, first of all, I think there's something wrong with you if that's the case. But even I've if said you that say a few that, times. even if you say that one of the one of the reasons that we get games all the time that are so full of bugs and full of unoriginal ideas and just full of issues is because so much of the veteran talent in the video game industry has burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, I saw a stat the other day that was like someone was looking, was counting up all the job postings on a website for games industry jobs. And it was like like 10 times as many of the job listings were for senior staff as opposed to junior. And the reason is because senior people just burn out of the video game industry. Like you work 10 years in the games and you're like, I can't do this anymore. The pay is low. The hours are too long. Um, I, I'm, it's volatile. And like I could get laid off at any time. And it just sucks. And as a result of that, you're losing so much established knowledge and talent. And um, of course, you're going to get crummier games as a result. So like caring about the people means caring about the games because you're not going to get good products. Like you can brute force your way into a naughty game, a naughty dog game or two. But like at a certain point, you're you're going to have diminishing returns. And I think Cyberpunk is a good example of that. It's like once you lose a lot of talent, you burn people into the ground, they start making more and more mistakes, the more they're crunching. Um, it's just like like solving some of these problems would mean better games. So, hey, there you mm. go. There's your answer. So I, I, <laughs> I, so I got to push back a little bit because, right, there are some devs um, such as like uh, David. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. David. Jaffe? Uh, well, no, I'm going to get to him later. But David D. Oh. Dine, he's he's actually from Asobo Studios. I, th I believe they make a they made a Plague's Tale. Um, and okay. one of the Days Gone developers, it was, it was either Jeff Ross or John Garvin. They they've kind of said pretty much straight up that crunch is kind of necessary when it comes to, to you know developing these games, especially finishing them on time. It's kind of unavoidable. There's no way around it. Yeah, I mean that's what a manager would say for sure because oh, they're the man. people who are managing things. Look, crunch, crunch. There's a big difference between hey, we have two weeks to finish this game. Let's all work nights and weekends for the next two weeks and get it out the door. I don't think you would find many people who would object to that. I mean, I crunch in my life. Like I work overtime. It happens. You work nights and weekends. Like it's not a big deal if you have to do it every once in a while. The problem in the games industry is two problems, really. One is that it's often unpaid because people are on salaries. So they're not getting paid for their overtime work. They're not getting hourly wages. And two is that it lasts for months. Like it's crunch in the video game industry is called crunch. And it is talked about so often because it lasts for as long as it does. But I also want to make another point here, which is that, yes, I've talked a lot about crunch, and I think it's a real issue that needs to be talked about and discussed. But Press Reset, my new book, is not about crunch. It's about volatility. And I think that, more than crunch, is one of the reasons that people are burning out so much out of games. Because the, the thought that like even if you make a giant success like Bioshock Infinite... Um, that your studio could suddenly shut down a year later and you'd be left stranded in Boston and like not have any other game studios to go to and just be totally screwed. Like you have to move across the country if you want a new job in games. That fundamentally is what burns a lot more people out than Crunch. And then Crunch, you combine all these things, of course. They're all factors. But it's the volatility that is a way bigger problem and something that needs to be addressed like ASAP. Like you see every single year, it's like Bobby Kotick is receiving a $20 million bonus while laying a thousand mm -hmm. people off this year it's like this happens all the time and the games industry is making more money than it's ever made it's like made i think the last stat i saw was 180 billion dollars but people just can't like they can't seem to keep people around they can't seem to stop doing layoffs and shutdowns that to me is a way bigger issue than crunch to be honest so 
And this is uh, this ties into one of the questions that um, one of my patron viewers, uh, uh, patron supporters asked um, unions in, in the gaming industry. Uh, unions seemingly would be a good answer to, you know, a lot of the grievances that developers have. What exactly is the problem with, I guess, establishing unions in the gaming industry and have like what are some of the developers that you've talked to said uh, about having a union um, if they've desired any, uh, you know, interest in having that at all? Yeah, a lot of people want it. Um, there was just a survey, a GDC survey that came out that found that 51% of game developers want a union. I think last year it was 54%, so around that range. And then another like 20-something percent say maybe, like maybe they want a union. They're not sure yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I think unionization is is inevitable. Um, I think it's going to happen in some form or another. I think the biggest problem, honestly, is that like like to get towards bigger picture things here is that the U.S. has just become very um, hostile to unions over the past 20 years, especially under Republican administrations. There's been a lot of like dismantling of labor laws and regulations that help protect unions and unions are seen as very weak. There's a lot of anti-union propaganda, as we saw with Amazon and Alabama. So there's a lot of a lot of broader problems here at work when it comes to unionization. Um, the other problem is that like practically it's hard for people to know where do you even start? Like, do we do we organize as a as a as a company? Do we, hey, we're Blizzard, we're organizing. Do people say, hey, we're all the artists, we're gonna organize together as artists. We're all the QA people, we're gonna start a QA union. It's not really clear and there are no real easy answers. So yeah, of course it's gonna be super tough for that sort of thing to to start. Um, and I think it has to start somewhere. I think at some point in the next five, 10 years, we'll see the first domino fall. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very difficult, practically speaking and logistically speaking to, to make it happen. And like, there's always a fear that if you're found like trying to unionize that you're going to get fired. And we've seen that happen many times in the tech world where there's like clearly retaliatory, uh, firings. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, not, not an easy thing to get off the ground. Because I look at it as like, for example, you could relate it to the NFL where, if you want to like if the players wanted to stand up to the NFL, even though like uh, these uh, players have, you know, uh, representation and every and everything mm -hmm. like that in the NFL PA League or whatever it is. Right. It's easy to get, for example, like the older players who have already collected like 10 years, you know, of checks and million dollars. They already paid and everything like that. But the younger players, the rookies who are this is their first chance in the NFL, their first chance to making some real money. Um, it's the same. I would imagine it's the same thing with a lot of the new um, people who are in the games industry versus like the senior senior people. It might be easier for the seniors to stand up, I, I would think, again, you know, versus the, the younger people who don't really have a voice. I actually think they might have the opposite problem. I think that really? like younger people, yeah, I think people in their 20s these days have just are just like tend to skew more towards the left and more towards like pro labor and pro union and um um, as opposed to more senior people, I mean, you you said it yourself, like whoever it was talking about how crunch is inevitable. Oftentimes you hear that from the older people. Oftentimes it's older people who have been, if people last in the video game industry and they make it for 20 years or so and they have these like entrenched positions, they don't want to give that up because they might be getting a nice paycheck. They might be making six figures. They might be getting an expo a nice bonus every so often. And those are the people who don't want to risk that. Unlike the NFL, they don't have like bank accounts with $20 million in it. They're, they're just like living comfortably right now on their current wages. They might not have massive, massive checkings accounts. Um, 
but yeah, I actually think it's the younger folks who are pushing for unionization in more profound ways than the older folks who like are very much, I mean, I'm, I'm 34. So I've been, I've been doing in my field, I've been doing media for a long time. Um, and even for me, I found it like, like I, I look around sometimes and say, um, when I was at Kotaku, I would say things or do things and I would be like, well, that's how it's always been done. It's very easy to fall into that trap of like, like how you know it is how it should be done. And sometimes it takes younger people to be like, actually, wait a minute, you're not doing this smartly or efficiently or like maybe just because it's how it's been done doesn't mean that's how it should be done. And it's easier for older folks like me to be stubborn about it. And and like I've certainly like made mistakes and, and been like, wait a minute, uh, uh, afterwards, like thought, oh, wait, actually, the younger folks had a point there. Um, and so I think it's easy to fall into that trap and that 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 um, as a senior person, as someone who's been doing it for longer, for 10 plus years, 10, 20 years, um, it's easy to say things like, oh, yeah, you can't make games without crunch. And yeah, I mean, mm. who knows if that's really the case. Okay. Now, layoffs. You had mentioned layoffs uh, already, right? Um, you talk about, obviously, you talk about it in this book. Um, yep. Now, the way I would say, you know, I, I partially look at it, and a lot of people look at layoffs um, for individuals from certain studios, is that the sentiment that people have is they'll be all right, right? If If you've worked at a certain studio and, like, they're they're a prolific enough and they have an, a, enough you know recognition in the industry for example let's say you worked at naughty dog and you mm -hmm. know you get laid off the what people think is oh well they worked at naughty dog you know they have that on their resume they're not in that bad of of, of shape right another another studio will hire them it shouldn't be that hard for them to find another job would, would you say that's like a very incorrect way like that's a incorrect thing of way of looking at it no, I think to some extent that's true. Um, I think there are a couple of issues, though, that come up. One is that um, uh, a lot of studios these days are hiring on contracts, and so like they'll 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 hire you, but it'll be a temporary thing, and they won't give you health insurance or like any other perks. And that's always shitty. It's always shitty to get laid off from a full time like gig and be see that your only options are are contracting after that. That really really sucks. But here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that if I get laid off from Naughty Dog. And there are maybe like, I don't know, a dozen other AAA studios in Los Angeles where Naughty Dog is based. And I apply for all of them and none of them are hiring my position at the moment. Let's say I'm a technical art. Well, technical artists, you're always going to get hired. Let's say I'm a designer, a gameplay designer, and none of them need a gameplay designer right now. But hey, who does need a gameplay designer? Um, uh, uh, Avalanche Studios in New York City. Oh, mm -hmm. man, if I want that job, I can move through thousand miles. If I have a family, let's say I'm 35, I got two kids who are in school in Los Angeles, and there's no way in hell I'm pulling them out just for me to go get another job in New York, uh, and which might also be temporary and might force me to move to Seattle and move to Europe or whatever um, after I get laid off there. Then I'm like, man, I can't be doing this. I should just go find another industry. And that's how people leave is like that churn. That's how that churn happens. And that's the biggest thing, right? Is that like, if, if you're laid off, it might not be too tough to find another job. If you got experience, if you're in like a demand, a high in demand position, but where will that job be? And that's the biggest difference between like the video game industry and Hollywood is that Hollywood is all based in one city for the most part. Um, yeah. You can bounce around between jobs there and not have a problem. You don't have to move and uproot your whole life every time you you need a new job. 
Um, and in games, it's such a big problem because not everybody can do that. And that's why so many people in games are like in their 20s is because when you're in your 20s, that's when you can do that. When you get older, when you have kids, you can't do that. And yeah, it really sucks. And so, yeah, so that's the way people should be thinking about it. They might be thinking, okay, they'll be fine. And that's true to some extent. But like, will they be fine and have to move 3,000 miles for their next job? And will they instead decide, fuck it, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to quit and go into to to i don't know banking because that's stable yeah i mean i look as a gamer i look at the gaming industry and the developers is like i don't envy your job at all like i i Mm -hmm. see way more downside to being a developer than an upside i mean the stress the the depression i'm like why i don't you you must really have to love what you do to be a game developer it you know because yep. it's the it's internet, not glitz the internet and fanboys going after you on twitter yeah yeah like you develop a game for you know let's say four or five years and you could have wasted four or five years of your life because the internet might hate the game or the game might you know be mismanaged and it comes out terrible like i, I would hate that yep. for one project waste five years of my life I, the, the the job has way more downside <laughs> i i could only appreciate <laughs> the people who do it yeah uh, yep yep yeah. yep yeah, um, I mean, I would never work in, in the video game industry. And yeah, I mean, I'm always fascinated by people that do. And some people like for some for a lot of people, it's like they really just love it. And obviously, there are tons of people who would kill to work in games because they love video games and love the idea of like and it's a fun job. It's like at the end of the day, you do get to work on games all day, which it can be a lot of hours. But the the work is almost is usually going to be satisfying and like like challenging and interesting work. Um, but yeah, the problem is that as a result, I mean, a large, a large part of the video game industry's problems is the result is the, that it's the result of that whole supply and demand thing, which is that there's this, uh, endless line of people who would love to get into the video game industry. So, uh, what do we need to keep all these people around? And that's, those are the kinds of conversations that the, the, the managers and the executives with their, their fat checks have, which is, mm-hmm. uh, who cares? Like, let's let's let some senior people leave and bring in some new people at half the salary who who would kill to be here and will be happily working uh, nights and weekends because they're just thrilled to be here. And exactly. yeah, that's that's the main reason that the games industry skews so young. Question exactly. for yeah, question for Jason. Yeah, um, we got you, a crowd here now. What's up, guys? Do you think um, that's the reason why there's like more of a like? Um, growth of like independent because i'm seeing a lot of even senior guys you know go to independent route that used to work for like big uh studios and whatnot making like uh-huh. big play games and now they're like on like independent work what is your take on that yeah 100 percent. and there's actually a lot of that sort of thing in press reset in my new book um there's because uh, at a certain point it's like why don't i just work for myself why am i excuse me why am I, uh, why am I, why am I put, slaving away? Like, why, why am I putting in my nights and weekends and working endless hours just so Bobby Kotick can, can buy a bigger yacht? Like, if I'm going to do this anyway, why don't I go do it for myself and see what happens? And the other thing is that, like, like, uh, once you've been through a studio shutdown, you're kind of like, well, going indie is a risk and it could be volatile, but hey, doing this AAA thing is also clearly volatile. Um, and so one of the chapters in the book, I mentioned before a guy named Forrest Dowling, who's one of the more fascinating developers I met. Um, he was at Irrational Games, which made Bioshock and then Bioshock Infinite, kind of a seminal studio. Um, and they shut down in 2014. And after that, he was like, he was kind of saying what you were saying, um, BG, is that he was saying like, 
all right, I've worked at Irrational Games. I got all these games on my resume. For me, it's not really a matter of will I get a job? It's a matter of what do I want? Where do I want to work next? And for him, instead of moving across the country, um, he decided, I want to stay in Boston. I want to try to do the indie thing. And he wound up starting the studio with a bunch of other ex-irrational people called The Molasses Flood. And they went on to make a game called The Flame in the Flood. And then another game called uh, Drake Hollow, which just came out last year. Cool game. Cool, like, multiplayer game. Um, and, yeah, he they wound up, like, making it work. And a lot of people have been able to do that, which is really cool to see. Like, the indie world has changed everything and made it so some of these people can can actually have more sustainable careers. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's super risky, but everything in this industry yeah. is a risk anyway so why not do it yeah it's, it's definitely there an avenue that more of them are exploring um good for them so i want to switch gears to uh talk about cyberpunk yeah good old cyberpunk my audience knows I, i've been i've been uh they call it hating but i call it predicting i've 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 been <laughs> predicting that this would be the fate of cyberpunk um you know way before it came out right so w- would you agree that cyberpunk 2077 launch and the events that followed are like it's like the biggest disaster in gaming history <laughs> that's how i see it, it do, i don't do you know agree? about that the whole the whole industry crashed in the 80s when uh, when the entire industry crashed that might have been worse than this, okay second second worst disaster ever nah Nah, nah, nah. I think there's a lot of worse stuff than cyberpunk. And, and in fact, I think cyberpunk will ultimately wind up being a good thing for, for a few reasons. I think that that it might like be the poster child for like game developers looking over at their managers and saying, hey, we need to delay this thing or else we'll wind up like cyberpunk. And mm-hmm. that is so important and like could make such a big difference that that alone might make the whole thing have been worth it. Um, and the other thing is I think CD Projekt will be just fine. Like, I think they're going to win fans back. I think they're going to they're gonna um, update the game over time and improve it and make it function and, and like, release the next-gen versions and blah, 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 blah. Like, give away DLC for free to everybody. They're going to find some way to, like, to win the PR battle and, like, get people back, um, even I, if it I takes a you. couple of years. I, yeah, I well, so, so, like, fundamentally, like, it, it's if it, the lasting impacts that it'll have if they might only be positive so there's so we can't say it was like one of the biggest disasters if that's the case right i mean i mean just like getting removed from ps and that's like et levels of like burying it in some landfill yeah right? that- don't get me wrong okay yeah i let me let me let me back up a second i don't want to make it seem like this was not a disaster because it was a massive flop it was a massive disaster of this game and the ramifications of it like will be huge um i just reported last week that the the executives in charge are still taking home massive bonuses which is Mm -hmm. again testament to how the games industry works they all get these massive checks anyway um i think between four and six million dollars went to like each member of the board um but yeah but but it's yes this was a humongous flop like um anyone who bought the game on consoles i hope they got refunds because it's just like i feel it's it's terrible for a lot of people i feel worse for the the worst of all i feel for the game developers who worked on this game and put all like so many hours and so much time and passion into it because like like it's one thing to crunch on a game that like then goes on to win game of the year and you're kind of like okay it was worth it for me personally but like to crunch on a game that then becomes such as debacle like cyberpunk was man that that sucks man that really sucks Mm-hmm. So Very yeah, I, you're you're right that like this was a disaster. I I don't want to I don't want to like undermine that. I don't want to underplay that at all. But I think like 
I don't, I, I wouldn't say it was like one of the worst things of all time. Like I look at some, some of the studio shutdowns I cover and press reset are, were like a lot bigger disasters because they led to a lot more pain ultimately than and, this did. Yeah. And a lot of gamers say like, oh, they've lost the goodwill of the gamer, but gamers are, have short memory. All you got to do is uh -huh. just dangle yep. something you know, shiny and sparkly in front of them, and they'll completely forget about Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk's launch. You know, as soon as they show their next game, as long as it's shiny, and yeah, there'll be some people that might wait for some reviews or make or wait for the word uh, if if it's you know that it's working well. But you know, they're, they're gonna have short memory about it. It's it, yeah, it yeah. Them. Witcher yeah. Four comes out. Here's what they're gonna exactly. do. They're gonna do like cyberpunk enhanced edition and hey we're giving away the expansion for free to anyone who bought the game just as an, a token of goodwill um and then they're going to come out with witcher 4 in a few years and it'll be like it'll blow everyone away at e3 and yeah it'll it'll this is always gonna be yeah nobody's exactly. gonna gonna look at cd project and be like i will never trust them again they'll just be a little more cautious next time and they'll they'll be one back i'm sure exactly so you you said flop um, and, uh, I know when you, uh, had uh, reported on that, a lot of people, um, you know, disagree with you, you know, they were like, how could it flop? It sold this much millions. And, you know, they went on Twitter and bragged about how much the game sold and they reported how much they made. And, uh, what's your, how do you define a flop and why would you say cyberpunk is a flop? Because I, I throw that word around sometimes I say death stranding flop, for example. Right. And the reason so, I say, okay. sorry, I, go I, ahead, go ahead. I say death stranding flop because so when, when when a game sells well that PlayStation publish, the first thing they, they do is they run and report it, say it sold three million in 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 a week or something like like that. Right. They didn't do that with Death Stranding. So uh -huh. and they, they pretty much avoided any conversation really about that. So that what that's what lead, leads me to believe that Death Stranding flop. But what, how do you define <laughs> define that? OK, so first of all, I want to say people people ask me a lot of the time. Jason, why do you block so many people on Twitter? Um, the fact that I can run this report that is like all about these giant bonuses that the executives are taking home, despite the fact that they were responsible for this and like they were the ones who chose not to delay the game, despite developers saying, "Hey, this game is not ready," um, and uh, and half the reactions will be like, "Oh my God, you called Cyberpunk a flop! How could you call Cyberpunk a flop?" Like, no wonder I block so many friggin' people on Twitter. Like, that's your fucking takeaway. All right, putting that aside, the reason Cyberpunk is a flop is because even though it sold 13 million copies, CD Projekt needed it to sell a lot more than that. Um, and it also sold 13 million copies at launch. Sales tanked after that because it was moved from the PlayStation Store and because uh, of all the critical reception because everybody was talking about how buggy and, and busted it was. Um, what people don't understand is that a flop is relative, right? 13 million copies would be amazing for most games. But when you're CD Projekt and you only release one game every five years and your investors and your analysts and every, everyone like that's part of the CD Projekt ecosystem expected a lot more than that in its first few months, in its first year on the market, and then expected even more than that when it was eventually like released on next-gen consoles, et cetera, et cetera, that is a flop. It did not meet their expectations. It is by definition a flop. Like People don't understand that. It's not, you can't just look at the numbers in a vacuum. Um, and mm -hmm. I mean, Death Stranding, I don't know. Cause like you said, I mean, they, when they don't publicly talk about numbers, yeah, you can make assumptions, but like, that's all that is. Um, and I do wish the video game industry was less opaque about these numbers. Cause it's kind of ridiculous, 
But yeah, but of course, Cyberpunk was by definition a flop. Like people always look at big numbers and get really impressed, but the big numbers don't matter when it is all relative. It is all based on like because we are in a capitalism system, capitalistic system where like you're you have projections and you need to sell X amount to keep your investors happy and your your shareholders happy. Like that's what matters. People don't seem to understand that. So this is why I fucking block people on Twitter because they can't understand basic <laughs> things. But what about attachment rate when it comes to flop? For example, we know the PlayStation Four sold. Uh, I don't know what's that 120 million by now as a console, right? And okay. there there may be some PlayStation games that's let's say they only sell. Um, let's say 5 million people look like 5 million out of 120 million consoles sold like that attachment rate is bad but what if what if the, what if they still made a profit from a game the huge profit from the game it, is 5 million still bad it's impossible to really have an have like an educated conversation about this stuff without knowing what people what companies expected to sell and what mm-hmm. they they hope what their projections were um and oftentimes what you'll see is i mean you can kind of read between the lines someone like like sony says hey ghost of tsushima is like the biggest blah 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 ever sold six million copies keeps posting updated sales etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas the last of us 2 they like post one the first week of sales and then stop talking about the numbers you can kind of read between the lines there that's not that doesn't mean you can definitively say hey last of us 2 was a flop but you can kind of like try to make some educated speculation but but you can't like when you talk about like oh this sold 5 million even though there were 120 million ps4s out there that doesn't mean anything because it's whether it's a flop or not whether it was a hit or not is entirely based on what that company and what that team had in mind um hades for example one of last year's best games that sold like a couple million copies, I think. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was something much lower than your your mm-hmm. AAA game. But because that was a team of ten people, that was a mega hit. That was a massive sensation. Where like every award if, possible. Yeah, well, but but in terms of the mm-hmm. numbers, like it's yeah. all just relative. If that had been a team that was like a thousand people, the way that that uh, Cyberpunk is, then maybe it's a different world. Maybe it's like maybe selling two million copies is actually a massive flop. So that's what people don't seem to understand is that like there's no way to really know whether something is a hit unless you have two numbers. One is the number that it sold. Two is the number that the company hoped it would sell or expected that it would sell. And if you don't have those two numbers, you cannot have an educated conversation about this. You can make guesses if you want, but like there's no way to definitively know whether something was a hit or not. And, And absolutely. That makes sense. That makes sense. Are you subscribed to Game Pass? Um, I am, but I, but I get a lot of stuff for free um, just okay. as part of my job. I get a lot of game codes for free. But yes, I do have Game Pass, and it's awesome. I was playing around with it on my, on my Series X, and um, yeah, I'm regularly impressed by the stuff that's, that's put on Game Pass. I'm interested in, um, because there's always this debate about whether Game Pass is uh, sustainable. You know, this subscription service for games is, is sustainable. I, I mean, uh-huh. I have to think it is because you have all these um, studios and, and developers opting in to put their games on Game Pass. They have to be getting something positive for it on the back end. But, I mean, do, is there any insight that you have that developers who put their games on Game Pass are very happy um with what they're getting out of it um i haven't heard any complaints um this isn't a conversation i've had super often with people um i've definitely heard from some people who like in hypothetical land were worried about the the devaluation of games because you look at spotify and what it's done to the music industry it's like every artist gets like one 
tiny fraction of a cent yep. for for every track they have and so it's like they make no money on that thing so people are definitely worried but i've not i haven't heard any complaints about like the terms that people have gotten with microsoft for their game pass games i have heard that like the exposure and being talked about on game pass and being seen on game Pass, like visibility on game pass helps a lot in terms of like potential other sales on other platforms sometimes someone might check something out on game pass and be like oh hey this is really fun i'm gonna buy it on my switch and that helps a lot um oftentimes in the games industry and people might not realize this the biggest problem um in the indie games world especially but really in the game in if you're releasing a game the biggest problem is discoverability and like getting your name out there getting your game's name out there and that can be really really hard and getting yourself on game pass where as of right now it's only a few hundred games so like you can basically see them all in one library as opposed to like going on steam where there are a few hundred games released every friggin week um that can really help with discoverability and so that that makes a big difference um and can be really beneficial at least for now maybe things will be different in a couple of years when maybe microsoft changes the terms and maybe there are thousands of games on game pass instead of hundreds but um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens then. Because here's my problem with Game Pass, right? I feel that Game Pass, of course, Game Pass has great games on there. There's 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 no denying that, right? And I think it's a great value. Like I say all the time, when I have kids, I'm not buying them any games. They're getting Game Pass. You know, like yeah. you have this huge library. It's it's so it's great for that. My problem with it is, I feel that like for certain games, it's a mediocrity safety net. Because, okay, you div- you make this game, and even though it may not be, the, you know, the greatest game, may not be technically great, may not have the best gameplay, all those factors, right? If people feel like they didn't really, there's there's this low entry to play it, that they'll accept the mediocrity of it, right? And I feel like there's this like kind of like this balance in the in the world and in the gaming industry that shouldn't mediocre games kind of fail shouldn't don't they just kind of deserve to fail like like it's like gaming industry darwinism doesn't it deserve to die if it's not good like isn't there isn't there there an aspect of that to it yeah i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot that's a loaded question there's a lot to unfold there because you could also argue that like some of everybody's favorite games have come from mediocrity. Um, the first Assassin's Creed was a mediocre game, but it because was. they stuck with it over time, two was like, amazing. kept it going and like, yeah, made amazing stuff from there. Um, oftentimes like game developer, nobody sets out to make a mediocre game, obviously, but like oftentimes um, when you're making a game, it takes a while before you really learn what that game is. And oftentimes you get an opportunity with the sequel to like really hone that and improve that and make it better. Um, the first Mass Effect was kind of mediocre. Um, a lot of like first games, and then Mass Effect Two was mm-hmm. like mind blowing. A lot of first games are like kind of mediocre, and then and then it's the second and the third, and like once once they know what the game is and they know what they're making, they can make something really great. So yeah, I mean, your question. There's a lot of possible answers and 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 conversations to be had about that question of like uh, valuing mediocrity, but I tend to believe that like. Uh, game developers should have the chance to like keep doing stuff if they want to and mm-hmm. and the whole darwinism thing seems a little harsh um I'm for, a harsh person. for for folks <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty cut through i mean to me it's hard enough to make a game in the first place that it's like I, I i'm not like out here being like oh yeah i'm gonna go spend all my time playing mediocre games or anything like that but uh 
but yeah, but I like the idea of like finding ways to make things sustainable, even if you're not like the top tier, like naughty dog that can afford to spend uh, mm-hmm. bazillions of dollars on every project. Okay. Let's talk about some people that in the industry that you have an issue with, or should I say like they have an issue with you? Um, because, because <laughs> sure. it's, it, it's funny because listen, you, your reputation is that you're an asshole on on you know on Twitter. That's your reputation. It is what it is. But it's weird that it, it's weird that I consider I think myself my reputation in some circles, maybe Sony fanboy or Xbox fanboy circles, is that true. I'm an asshole on Twitter because I blocked half of them. I don't. I, I, reputation is a funny thing. It changes depending on who you ask, right? Absolutely. Um, like me, I accept that I'm like a, people look at me as a jerk on Twitter, right? And and I'm a jerk self-proclaimed but it's in like a it's not in a malicious way and it's funny that like i I come across so many people that are blocked by you and that hate you and but me and you have never had a bad interaction i'm like i don't see why y'all hate jason so much like (laughs) as far as i see you just report the news and, and and that's it my theory is that like we're both from new york that's my theory and like i think i think we just have a certain way that that people don't understand, but we understand each other because we're from New York. Because I truly don't understand understand like what people's issue with you and, and your reporting is. Um, so I well, I think one of the big problems is that is that people think people think that just because I have a Twitter presence and like sometimes we'll talk to people on Twitter and like respond to people on Twitter, everybody thinks that because of that, I owe them like access to me and like they are owed the chance to respond to me and to interact with me and to send me messages. And what people don't understand is that that is completely false. Like nobody is owed my time or attention or my energy. And when you get to a certain point on Twitter, um, uh, like at this point, I don't even know, like some, I have, my follower account is, is, is silly. It's like un, unmanageable. It's, it's very large. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because when you hit that point on Twitter, you can't really use Twitter like a normal person because your notifications are just a disaster. <laughs> like I've had colleagues at Bloomberg, at Bloomberg where like, I'll retweet their articles and like support them and stuff. And they'll be like, oh my God, like my notifications are going crazy. Like, is this what your day-to-day life is like on Twitter? And I'm like, yeah. And that's a blessing and a curse, right? Like it's a good and a bad thing. It's it's good because I, I love that I have this platform and can use it to like boost stories and boost voices and like try to do a little bit of good. But the bad thing of that is that everybody thinks that they're owed your attention. And when there's like negativity sent my way, I'm just like, I, I, I'm not, like in the business of dealing with this, like I want nothing to do with you. And so I decided a couple of years ago that like, I'm not going to allow this on my feed. I'm not going to allow people who annoy me anywhere near my Twitter feed. I'm not going to allow them to respond to me. I'm not going to allow them to ruin my day. I'm not going to allow them my attention or my time or my headspace at all. And that's kind of necessary when you have a platform that's, that's as big as mine is. And so I mean, people think that I'll block them for any reason. No, that's not true. And people say like, oh my God, you'll block him for disagreeing with you. Absolutely not. You've disagreed with me before, BG. A lot of people have disagreed time. with me. But like, 
if you are go about that in a way that treats me like a human being instead of treats me like your your character to to say annoying things to you on Twitter, then we're not going to have a problem. If you annoy me, if you choose to like address me in a way that is disrespectful or if you choose to just like hop in my mentions about like something else entirely or even like disagree disagree with me when I'm like this is not a place to be disagreeing with me. Like that, that, that is not your your place right now. That is not something you have the right to do right now. Then so, fuck off. Like I'm like uh, blocking people is very satisfying to me because it feels like I, I'm I just like eliminating nuisances in my life. I agree. So so with that said, why why are you bullying David Jaffe? Why are you picking on him? What's what's y'all beef? What's going well, on? Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I had never talked. Like I've never talked to David Jaffe. He decided to start like tweeting at me a bunch. And I was just like, I don't, I haven't thought of you in many years. Like I, I, he's, he wasn't really relevant to my life until very recently. And then he started like tweeting about like a couple of days before I published my article a few weeks ago about Sony, he started tweeting like false things about it and like tagging me. And uh, before that he was like making videos about my articles about crunch. And he's like one of those old timers who's like been in the video game industry for years and years. And so he's, he's kind of like uh, one of those that i was talking about earlier where it's like i'm comfortable like crunch is how games get made blah 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 he's got a very old school mentality about some things and so when i report on crunch he decides to make videos about it i had never really interacted with him until recently when he started tweeting at me and then i was just like i don't really want i know like i said you don't really deserve my time or or bandwidth right now so i'm just gonna block you and then i don't know i haven't really paid attention to him since then um I don't understand why he's like suddenly relevant. And like, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I want nothing to do with him. Like, I, I don't understand why this even came up in the first place. Like he can go live his life and he should just stop talking about me. Cause like, I don't want anything to do with him. Uh, well, you know, he's been back like live streaming and, uh, you know, just making video content. So I, I guess, you know, you just became a target. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I just that's see- the thing. It's like, at a certain point, it's like to be relevant, you have to like go after people and start drama because it brings people to your channel. So are you saying David Jaffe is clout chasing? Doing. You saying he clout chasing? I, I'm not saying anything. I, I don't I, like I said, this this person does not really occupy much of my my thought or my time. So I just don't like 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 I said, when I block people on Twitter, oftentimes it's just because I don't really want them to be part of my life. I don't want to think about them anymore so they can just go away. And so, yeah, I mean, like like I said, I, I, I want nothing to do with that. And like, keep me out of it. Keep me out of what, that stuff. What about what about Colin Moriarty? Because um, I see y'all seem to throw shots at each other sometimes, too. I don't know where that comes from either. Yeah, well, that guy is a little more harmful, I think, because he he uh, has a hired and given a big platform to some people who are really, really harmful um, to people, to colleagues of mine and and, um, done some really nasty things. And also his I mean, uh, the reason I talked to I talked about him a couple of days ago because he had responded back when I was first reporting on CD Projekt Red and their crunch back in October or so last year, um, September last year. He was responding by saying like, hey, it's not a big deal, like basically saying all this false stuff about what they were doing, about how they only had to work seven extra days, which is completely false. They were working crunching for months and months. Um, he was saying how they're all going to get rich, so they'll be fine. Clearly, that's not the case. A lot of stuff like that. Um, he has a big platform, so like when he spreads misinformation to a big platform, sometimes I feel like I got to address it every once in a while. Um, and yeah, that's that. Mm. 
Okay. Are there? I remember I spoke to you years ago um, that you you were blacklisted by a few studios. I know you were blacklisted by Bethesda. Any, any, any new studios you've been blacklisted by that won't give you access to anything? <laughs> it, it changes every month. Um, oh, well, the thing about Bethesda, what's unusual about Bethesda is that they just had this permanent, like, we will never talk to you again since 2013. Still the case. Still, they've never talked to me since 2013. Um, other companies, it's kind of like hot and cold relationship. Like, I'll have to get on the phone with them every once in a while and be like, look, we got to talk this through. Um, so, yeah, that, that stuff, when a company is like that, I don't want to call them out because to me, it feels like we can have our private interactions and try to deal with it like adults. Cause I actually really appreciate it when, when a company's PR people are like, Hey, this is why we're upset about this thing. Let's talk it through as opposed mm-hmm. to Bethesda, which I'll happily call out any time because they're babies who are just like we'll never talk to you again which is like the most unprofessional like like childish way to deal with 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 that sort of thing um but yeah hey that's their prerogative they're they're allowed to do that i'm still going to keep covering the company fairly and and as accurately as fairly as i can but um but yeah it's 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 preposterous and and it really speaks to the way that game companies like think of journalists in the games industry which is that like if you're not part of the marketing machine if you're doing things that that break our marketing plan that that disrupt our marketing plan then then we don't want anything to do with you so um you're you're since i have you in here you know you have to be yeah. the representative for all gaming journalists right you, <laughs> you, you have to be sure. you have to represent all of them right now so so my audience needs, you know, they, they, they got to get me to ask you this question. Why are gaming journalists so bad at games? Why are y'all so bad? I don't know about you, and you I, and your gaming I, skill, but why are your yeah, peers I mean, so bad? I challenge whoever asked that, I challenge you to play me StarCraft 2 one-on-one. <laughs> Let's see who's bad at games. No, um, uh, I think that like what people don't understand about the journalist's job is that like oftentimes games journalists have to play so many different things that it's tough to find the time to be proficient in like a certain game. That's not to say like there there have been some embarrassing things that have happened over the years. Like uh, I'm not excusing some some things, um, but like it's very difficult to put in the hours you need to on like getting really good at stuff when you have to be playing a new thing every single day. Um, and then also part of it is that like, sometimes people react to videos that are taken at like E3 or like packs where it's very difficult to be good at a game when you're playing like in a, uh, on a sweaty controller and like a crowded booth and, and there's a PR person hovering over your shoulder. It's like, and you're trying to capture footage. It's, it's not in your standing. It's not easy to, to play games in those settings. So like, you've seen that cuphead video though. You've seen the cuphead video. You know what I'm I'm talking about. I'm not going to comment on that one, but, but I do sympathize with people who are like playing at, at, pre- at shows. Cause that's not super easy to do. So I've been there. Um, but really, I mean, yeah, I mean, some game journalists are good and some aren't just like, it's reflective of the, of the broader population. I think what happens is that like the people who intensely follow gaming news tend to skew towards a more hardcore and what happens is you'll get people who are like really, really good at one type of game commenting on a journalist, like playing whatever, but they don't realize that like the journalist has to be such a generalist and so play so much stuff that they can't be really good at, at X thing. But again, uh, play me in Starcraft, buddy. Let's let's see how <laughs> who's good at video games. OK, just a few more questions. I know you got to get out of here. Um, yeah, sure. I got like 10 more minutes. Cool. So. As we know, PlayStation um, is slowly putting a lot of their games on PC. As Jim Ryan said, uh, uh-huh. the whole slate. That's you know that's the description 
he used. Right. So there's this conversation, you know, where we're unsure about how exactly Sony is, is going to handle it. What what games are going to go to PC if it's, you know, all the, the big ones, because right now you can make the case that, you know, Horizon and Days Gone, those aren't necessarily their biggest IP. Right. It's they're not it's okay. not God of War. It's not The Last of Us. It's, it's not Spider-Man. Do you think like those the, the biggest IPs will go to PC and do you ever see it like happening day one? Because, you know, they, they've released these PC ports after the game has already saturated the market, you know, they're on consoles, they're not selling anymore. Okay, let's put it on PC, give it a little bit of life, gain a little bit more profit. You ever see it going like day one, launching simultaneously? Yeah, I mean, that would be the smart move for a lot of reasons. Like, it's it's silly to to limit your games to specific platforms. But then the flip side of that is that their whole strategy of, like, getting people to buy PlayStations is being like, you can only play this on PlayStations, as opposed to Microsoft, which has taken the opposite approach. And that, as a result, means there's very little reason to buy an Xbox Series X if you have a gaming PC. In fact, there's no reason to buy an Xbox Series X if you have a gaming PC, unless you really want to play, like, some old xbox exclusives on 360 or something like that um but yeah no it's uh it's an interesting question and it's something that i've been following with with a lot of interest as someone who has like a good pc and and likes playing games on there um because something like bloodborne i mean i'm i still every day pray for a bloodborne pc release because oh, yeah, that game was so limited by the hardware and to play that game at 60 frames a second would just be amazing um so yeah it's interesting i i don't know i'm very curious about their strategy but like i really don't know the answer um to like what they're thinking um what what their logic is there one theory that i've had is that um that their pc release so far has been for technical reasons um days gone 4 was on the unreal engine and horizon was on guerrilla games's decima engine um Mm -hmm. and so maybe it was easier to put those two on pc as opposed to some of the other proprietary stuff but i don't know for sure um i know for a fact that we're gonna see i mean jim ryan has said it so we know for a fact that we're gonna see more playstation games on pc um and uh, the ones that I've heard about are just like what you would expect based on this pattern so far, like older, older games. Right. But but Jim Ryan, he's he's earned the nickname Lion Jim Ryan, right? Because he's uh, went back on a lot of things that he specifically said or, you know, the PlayStation brand has said, for example, the whole we believe in generations, right? Implying that the, the games, you know, uh, like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, you know, are going to be just PS5 exclusives, only launched on PS5. And then they completely turn around and reveal that, no, these games are also on PlayStation 4. Do you have any insight on why this man lied to us? <laughs> I don't really see it as a lie as much of like a change in strategy. Like, it's very clear that like, like, I don't think, I think we all assume that like Sony has some roadmap somewhere for the next five years and that they're following every path and like they know exactly what they're doing. But like these companies are constantly changing their minds about all sorts of things. And there's a lot of stuff that happens very last minute. There's a lot of stuff that just gets shifted around and we should allow people to change their minds. Like if Jim Ryan decided one day, you know what, actually we want to put stuff on PC. Actually, we don't want to abandon the PS4 just yet. Who knows? Maybe they knew like that. Um, they saw the chip shortage coming and they were like, you know what? People won't be able to get PS5 so easily. So maybe we'll put stuff on PS4 too. Who knows? I don't know. Mm. Um, but I do know that, that like, we I, I don't really believe in like like 
holding someone's words from like two years ago to completely like uh, they were like pretty recent that, they like, were like within a few months of the the ps5's release though it okay was fair recent, enough yeah, yeah i don't know for sure no 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 don't like yeah. i don't want to defend i'm not defending executives here i just in a broader sense like i i think that people should be able to like change our minds and change our strategies um mm-hmm. maybe he should come out and say that if that's the case and like answer like explain what's changed but um but but i don't really think we should take these things like i said in stone okay uh so that's all the questions i had for you let me uh go to uh, our patreon and um get in some questions from our viewers real quick sure uh, i want some oh, more tough questions give me give me oh. give me your hardest give me your hardest questions oh man okay you you want the hard i want to hear i want to hear from all the listeners who are like man fucking jason i hate that guy that guy's blocked me on twitter bring it on bring it on oh yeah listen if anybody in the comment section if you got any questions we uh we got them for you know a few more minutes so definitely you know just write in the comment section um if there's any you see that you want to address you know feel feel free i'm just gonna look uh in our patreon list um see what we got uh so has there been any um like any articles that you've written that you regret writing that you regret publishing whether it be because it was just a bad article it was untrue or it was just trash oh yeah 100 percent. never never untrue i don't believe unless i'm totally misremembering i don't believe i've ever published something that was completely false um but yeah 100 percent. i mean i have tons of stuff i regret over the years um at kotaku especially when we had when we were moving at very fast speeds and like um sometimes just published something with like the wrong angle or like made made some comment that i shouldn't have um i think to this day like still you got like anime creeps bringing up that i called the the artist of dragon's crowd and a teenager like still to this day you get so many like creeps bringing that up which is hilarious um, but that's one I definitely regret. And yeah, plenty, plenty of stuff I regret. Okay. Uh, that question was from, from Tony Plays Games uh, on the Patreon. Uh, Big Piece asked uh, about the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> um, do you know anything about that? Is that in development? Yeah, the rumors started a couple uh a couple of weeks ago because I was on the Min Max podcast and I mentioned it. He he got it out of me. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We'll we'll see what happens. It's still early. It's like a couple of years in development. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know too many details or anything like that. But yes, okay. it's a thing. So you you know a lot of the reporting you do is you know especially regarding mismanagement and crunch. You know it's about uh, PlayStation Studios, Xbox, um, some third party studios. But we almost never hear anything like this from Nintendo. I assume maybe because they keep everything airtight over there. But have you ever like really reported on any type of mismanagement dysfunction happening within Nintendo? Yeah. So I think that that one of my big blind spots um, is is uh, Japan. Um, And that's for language reasons, for cultural reasons. But for for a lot of different reasons, um, I have not had a ton of like visibility into Japanese work studios. Um, And I've talked to some folks. I mean, I've tried to make that change and tried to get some insight into like um, uh, into people over there. But um, to generalize a little bit, I think there's aspects of Japanese culture that make it like not that, that make people don't not want to speak out about their employers. There's a lot of like loyalty to employers. People tend to stay with the same companies for a very long time. Um, and so 
yeah, it's been tough to get a lot of visibility there. So I don't really know. Like, I don't know if Nintendo is like crunching their asses off on Breath of the Wild 2 right now mm, they or could be. whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of visibility into into Japanese work culture, unfortunately. Oh, so speaking, here's here's a question regarding crunch. So, of course, you know, let's say it's a, it's a game you love, Breath of the Wild 2, right? Uh-huh. Um, yep. And you learn that Nintendo, you know, made their developers crunch crazy, you know, ruined their lives and everything like that. As a gamer, what exactly can you do? Because you, not supporting the game doesn't help them. It might actually hurt that studio. Mm. So what do you do? You boycott it? Do you like what do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. I hear that a lot and I don't have a ton of good answers. Um, the only the things that I can think of are um, one talking about it a lot because like adding just just bringing bringing more visibility to these issues is helps a lot, I think. Um, and I've heard um, like in general, I think crunch is discussed a lot more now than than it was a few years ago. And I think that's because like people are still talking about it and talking about it a lot. Um, so that helps um, being supportive to people instead of just like shitting on game developers on Twitter. I mean, you shouldn't do that anyway, but like just like sending notes of, of empathy towards people. If you hear that they're in a tough situation, that helps a lot. Um, like I'm sure I, I know for sure that like, people who worked on i don't know the new like anthem next back when that was being canceled like people really appreciated mm-hmm. seeing a lot of like kind words on twitter about like saving anthem and stuff like that um and then yeah just like like showing your support for for those staff and like actions they might take can go a long way i think mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean boycotting if you want to boycott something like as an individual action by all means do it cuz if you don't feel comfortable playing a game but I don't really think that like individual actions can fix systemic issues, which is like true in a lot of cases, whether you're talking about like like police in America or video game crunch, like any any a lot of these systemic issues that like require widespread change just cannot really be done on an individual level. Like you can you can have a couple a couple of good wins, satisfying wins on an individual level, but like really you just need sweeping changes. And and I think that's very much the case for games and and unionization and like some other things. I think are the ways to to make that to enact that systemic change. Okay. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere asks, uh, if you were not a gaming journalist, what other would, what, uh, other hobby would you want to report on? Oh, I don't know. If I wasn't a gaming journalist, I would probably be just, uh, like a reporter on other stuff. I don't know. It could be anything. I, I would be, I'm like, I, I love reporting and writing. And so I would be happy doing a lot of different things, I think, as long as I found them interesting. So, Mm. um, could be a lot of different beats yeah i don't know probably i i think the thing i would probably be doing is more general reporting like finding interesting stories across a variety of of industries and and like characters and stuff okay all right so jason i really appreciate you coming on y'all need to go Ooh, those are and... the toughest questions you got oh, oh I, 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 I got i got questions okay go ahead bond yeah go ahead um all right i gotta i really i gotta make dinner but i can give you five five minutes that's it though i really gotta go uh take care of my time i got four quick questions uh four (laughs) yes hit me capcom's been talking about a Mega Man battle network collection have you heard anything about that no no um what's retro studios been up to do we know they're even making (laughs) games anymore yeah they're working on metroid prime that's public right as they claim yeah 
is there any like ETA on on our lifetime on this game? Or like, <laughs> what is <laughs> going on over there? Like, what no have clue. they been working on? Yeah, I figured if you didn't have much about Japanese, um, I know they they canceled a project before Metroid yeah. Prime Four, but I but and I've heard a couple of bits and pieces, but nothing I can like share conclusively. Yeah, uh, what's your opinion on journalists that clearly don't? know how to play video games reviewing games to me it feels like somebody who knows nothing about football on espn talking about the nfl draft i don't really care <laughs> i guess like who cares like the only people who who would actually care about that are people who care about like metacritic scores and shit like that so th- therefore the only people who really care about that are console fanboys and console fanboys are like the the, the scum of the earth so who cares like who cares if, not, if- not not okay let me rephrase that question not really in this way not really now because it goes into my next like when i look at a game review right i want to know does the game run properly does it have issues like returnal like i saw you tweet about it how like yeah we well, want a product review you don't want criticism i mean i think but- there's a lot of that's been a, a debate in games journalism for as long as i've been doing this for at least like 15 years 20 years is the concept of like should a piece of should a should a game review be a piece of criticism like something that helps uh uh like helps further your understanding of this as a piece of art or should it be a product review and different sites have different perspectives on that um at kotaku back in the day like we were very much about and still kotaku we're very much about like we want this to be criticism like we want to examine these games as pieces of art rather than like tell you does it work does it not work we might include that stuff but like we're more concerned with with this as a piece of art and like like examining how it makes you feel and like what it means and stuff like that and i think like fundamentally you have to just find the outlets that do what you want them to do instead of like reading 10 reviews and then getting mad because one of them was written by like someone who doesn't know the genre cold like it it, it's not healthy to like look at games reviews that way just find the ones you like and and stick with them that's my my point i agree agree, but like sometimes i read a lot of reviews i'm like do these people even play games and my last question is i mean it's don't i'm not really into political affiliation stuff but there's like a lot of reviews you read We're, we're talking about they're talking about politics gender all kinds of craziness and it's not, it's literally not until like paragraph five or six that we've ever even, they're even talking about the game. And I'm like, yeah, I don't mind you talking about these things, but like, shouldn't we be talking about like the fundamental aspects of the game first? Like, does it even work before we so get he, into so Let me ask you something. When you Go see ahead. a review like that, is your initial instinct to say, hey, I don't like this review. Okay, I'll move on with my day. Or is it to yeah, or is it to, to tweet nasty things at the reviewer and try to make their life hell because you don't both like the review them. that they wrote? Both of them. Let me let me be candid let me, here. Let me that makes you that that makes you pretty shitty because game reviewing, man, being a game reviewer is not a well-paid gig. It is a Agreed. very difficult gig. It, it requires a lot of hours. And the worst thing about it is that you have to be terrified that when you publish a negative review review or public publish a review that like has feminist critique in it or whatever progressive views in it that you're going to get shit on on the internet and people are going to make your life a hell like let your life hell for the day like why should game reviewers have to deal with that whether or not you think that like they play games or whether or not you think that they should be writing more of a product review whatever put that aside why should they be subjected to like being treated like shit because 
they decided to write something that like you took issue with. Well, Why is you, that justified? You, you got to let me finish my thought. Like I'm not taking issue with it. It comes down to a point. It's like if you go to buy a car and somebody starts telling you, oh, this car sucks because the manufacturer supports Republicans. I'm like, that's not telling me anything about the car. Well, a car isn't a piece of art. I don't but, think how many how many reviews are you seeing out there saying that this game sucks because the I see the, quite a number and I don't really attack. No, 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 no. I don't attack the person. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up a second. What Go you're ahead. talking about is game reviews that try to analyze things from a political way. Maybe a game review looks at Call of Duty and says, hey, this is like fetishistic of war. Hey, this is like pro-army in a way that makes me uncomfortable. So what? Like, who gives a shit? Like, just because- I don't mind that. I'm but, saying but, 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 when they like, put what I'm that saying out. is if you, want, if you want a review that just says, okay, this is the new Call of Duty. It has 20 guns. It works. It doesn't have bugs. It's okay. Like, there are so many websites out there for you. Correct. Why do you got to go after Kotaku or Polygon or whoever else just because they're publishing like they're publishing for their audience. And suddenly you have this audience of like gamer cretins who like discover it on Metacritic or Reddit or whatever. And they're like shitting all over the reviewer who doesn't deserve uh, any of like who doesn't deserve to have their life like made hell like hellish for the day just because the wrong people read their review like that's so fucked up that's so much more fucked up than criticizing a game in a way that you want to criticize well, people it. can criticize a game people can criticize a reviewer my point is there's nothing wrong with you critiquing a game politically and stuff but you still have to remember to critique the game that's my point no, they all- don't. A review can be anything it wants to be. I've read reviews. We've published reviews on Kotaku that were like like poems or like pieces of fan fiction. A review can be anything it wants to be. If you it want can. a product review, if you want a product review, you can get that so many friggin' places. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's so much stuff out there. I I would maybe like empathize with your point a little bit if there were only two review websites and they were both writing like weird experimental reviews instead of saying this game is buggy, this game crashes, whatever. But now in 2021, you have so many options and YouTubers and like product review specific YouTube channels and IGN and GameStop, like all these different big websites uh, give you so many different options that like to get mad about the one review that chooses to criti- criticize a game politically is just like how low can you be especially when it's like <laughs> people who are like mistreated on the internet anyway like women reviewers or like people who are part of marginalized communities and they get like shit for other reasons anyway like to add to that to dogpile to that is just like Man, it really pisses me off. Yeah, Bond, how could you, Bond? So should bad games never be criticized because there's an abundance of good games? No, what? What What are you talking about? Yeah, like you just said, there's no point. You shouldn't criticize because you can go somewhere else. So should bad games never be criticized because I can go out and find a bunch of other good games? Is it your job to criticize reviewers? If you start a website no. that is like review, no, so, that, so what are you talking about? Of course, people you, should criticize bad games. If it's if it's if it's their job or if they feel like criticizing a bad game, of course they can do that. So and you know what? Okay, but but here's so the thing: I'm not even saying. But, 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 but look, Bon, Bon, I'm not saying you should you should not criticize a review either. Like I'm not even saying that. I'm saying if your if your instinct is to tweet at the reviewer, hey, what the hell, man? Like, hey, fuck you how dare you do this then you're a shithead if you're I don't, I don't, say like I don't okay i don't like this review i don't like this review 
fine, whatever. I don't care that much. If you're like going, if you're taking it to an extreme, if you're shitting on the reviewer, if you're sending personal attacks, that yeah, takes that, it to that, a level. That's stupid. You shouldn't be like I've, I know what you're talking. About. I've seen people for shame family, families and try like that's stupid. But there, there are sometimes I'll poke fun at her. I'm like, yeah, bro, like, did you even play this game? But outside of that, it's like you shouldn't be like trying to destroy somebody's. I think when you're over a game review, when you're poking fun and 50 other people are also trying to do the same thing, then it makes their lives miserable. I can't believe there are toxic people on the internet like that. I can't believe it. It's for for shame. (laughs) If you work at any job, when you're like, you know, people are always going to be looking at your work, regardless of what you do. Right, anyway, Jason. I gotta go make dinner. I can't believe how late you guys kept me. Good job. Yeah, Good uh, job, press press reset, ruin and recovery in the gaming industry, uh, in the video game industry coming out May 11th. Jason, thank you for being on. Yeah, go pre-order it now. I'm really excited about this book. People should go check it out. Um, you're welcome to tweet at me your reviews. <laughs> Feel free to 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 uh, insult me and and get a block. Get this get these <laughs> get this block. Um yeah, man, no, I'm I'm really excited about it. Actually, I'm, I'm I think this book will resonate with a lot of people, and there's a lot of like really good stories in there that I think people mm-hmm. will really enjoy. Um, is there an audio version, or is it just like? Digital? Yeah, there's an audio version. Yep, you can get physical, you can Amazon, get digital, right? you can get audio. In fact, the audio version is read by Ray Chase, the same guy who wrote, uh, who read the first book, who read Bloodstone Pixels. So he was Noctis in Final Fantasy 15, um, and yeah, I'm really excited about it. Right. Right, Jason, that's your that's your, I thought this was your third book, no? No, second book. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate you coming on, man. All right. Thanks, Enjoy guys. Take it easy. All right. Peace. I I I for one cannot believe that there are niggas on the internet being toxic and trolling reviewers. Guess what? I'm niggas. <laughs> I, I know you are. I, I mean I mean I get his points, but to a degree, I, I feel like there's gotta be an accountability. For anybody that does any kind of job, whether they're a game reviewer or anything, and yeah, like I said, you think he's gonna stick up for? He got to. I, I understand, but yeah. like I said, like if Jimmy went to buy a car and he was looking at the reviews for the car, and the reviewer was saying, "Oh, this car sucks because Ford supports Trump," mm-hmm. how does that help Jimmy make an educated decision on what kind of car he's trying to get? Like he wants to know mm-hmm. about the specs of the car. Like yeah, if, somebody, like- if somebody wants to like put their political beliefs in, okay, like. You can sprinkle that here and there after you tell me about the car, but the first six paragraphs of the car review shouldn't be about Trump or about the Democrats or whatever political affiliations. Hey, shout out to Jason. That's that's my guy, man. Appreciate him always coming on. Uh, that was like his third appearance on Weapon Wheel. Shout out to that guy. Um, he's like somebody we can really bring on here and like as a you know as a journalist and you know really talk to him about anything. So shout out to Jason. So we can get to the pod. Hey y'all, hey yo, y'all, y'all awake? Jack, y'all there? Mo, yeah, he, he yeah. said he said he wanted hard <laughs> questions, so I had to give him. I had to give yeah. him a tough one. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, right. oh, y'all just woke up for real. Yeah, I woke up. My neck hurt. It's hard sleeping in this gaming chair. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I don't know why. I, I mean, I, you know what? You're a hundred percent right. It probably Here is hard go. sleeping in a gaming chair. You got nothing to play. Exactly. And sleep. I knew he was gonna throw some shots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. We can get to the uh, regular topics now. I'll do my intros real quick. Um, yeah. Raise your hand if you got. Raise your hand if you got Returnal for free. Oh, I did. Oh, man. Well, technically, answer. smooth, smooth paid me. So, did you get yeah. reimbursed for that too? Uh, uh, nah. Can't get my names right. BG, did you get reimbursed? Yeah, smooth paid me. 
Mm. Yo, Bond, people was asking about if you're going to stream that, by the way. So you might want to let them know. Um, I might. I'm probably going to take a break from games a little bit after Cold Steel 4. Oh, Lord. Hey, uh, we got 600 people in here. Can we get some likes? Hit that like button. Hit that like. Them likes need to be up to 300. Yeah. Uh, y'all did a good job last week. We just had to keep motivating and keep mentioning the like button. Because last week, you know, it's at like sitting at like 900 likes right now. Um <clears throat> Jiggy yeah, merch commercials start. Up. Jiggy <laughs> merch commercials start next week. Yeah, I need yes, I need to create an image yes, for that. Sir. I'm I'm gonna create an yes, image for that. Sir. I need to remind me remind me this this week, Jack. Uh, but yeah, get them. Please hit that like button. Let's get it up uh, higher. Um, that was a good yeah, interview. I, with, with, uh, I have a uh, an idea for like the narrator. <clears throat> it should be Jack acting out the commercial, but Mocha speaking for Jack in her Jack imitation voice. Oh, I like <laughs> that. I like that. <laughs> Funny. All right, uh, let's let's do, yeah, let's do these intros. Um, Jack, hello everyone. Uh, hope everybody's having a fun time playing Returnal. Uh, this shit pissing me off, but uh, yeah, let's get it. All right, smooth. What's up, everybody? It's the best spot. All right, Mocha. Hi, you guys. Did you miss me last week? Did you? No. Fuck yes. you. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that, yes. That's why those likes were up last week. Oh, hi, oh, hi. <laughs> I'm quitting. I'm not she, it's funny. She wasn't here, but they, they still was talking about her. I'm like, damn, Ew. I don't get it. Rent free. Rent free. Yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, man. Last but not least, Mega Games, I'm here. Um, yeah. Series Xbox game is in the building. Enjoying um, Outriders. Oh. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, what you think? Got my, got my Xbox last night. got his right? Xbox. Dude. I'm home, baby. I'm back. What'd you, what'd you think you was going to get a PC? Listen, man. Listen, I could have got a PC, but I got an Xbox instead. Where, where did I get a video card from? Listen, man. Listen. How you think Peter Pan? Xbox, Series on, X man. is the best video card you can get. I ain't mad. There you go. And wow. I, <laughs> I ain't paying no $3,000. Y'all boys disgusting. That's crazy. <laughs> We don't have to talk about that smooth. You've been doing some some nice frauding lately, but um, oh, man. yeah. As for me, you know, the weekend's going good. We got St. Thomas in three weeks. Miami coming up. I'm going to do Venice Beach. Going to do Saint. Oh man, you know, social reject season is over. We vaccinated. The pandemic is ending. Um, I heard that the rat state up north is going to be full open. So I might have to take a trip up there. You never know. I might happen to you know. Uh, Jimmy's Uber. I never know. Oh shit! Could mm. be in. Could be in the heavy D Uber. Hey, man, I, got a, I got a new car, bro. You got to pay a little bit more, dog. <laughs> got to mm. pay a little. Well, you know, I hope nobody's trying to pepper spray you or anything. No, 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 no. But outside of that, you know, got some good topics today. You know, yeah. Smooth got violated again because Mocha wasn't on last week. Oh yeah. Always huh? that. Always that. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's actually not that many topics this week. You know, it, it was semi dry uh, besides, you know, uh, we're trying uh, to release I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a lot of Xbox topics to talk about. That oh, we can save them for later, Let, let's talk about, uh, you know, um, there, there was a few uh, Xbox worthy things in the news, um, I think. Let's see what we got. Um, Microsoft is reducing its cut of PC sales to match Epic, the Epic Games Store. So that's good. They're trying to give back more to developers, right? Right? Yeah. Clap it up for Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, why, why would they do that? Why would they um, match Epic's uh, cut? That's to be competitive. Doing, right? Yeah, PC market down, baby. Well, to be, to well, be hold on. Hold on. 
Game Pass Ultimate. I was told by the Valve CCs <laughs> that the Alexes of the world and the corporate cocksuckers, the ones that get their asses pounded and their balls tickled by Gabe Newell, I was uh-huh. told that that was not a good thing and that was a fruitless effort. I heard and that it too. It was pointless. Mm-hmm. They were up here like that. they were up here like Madara and Naruto saying "nu da da." What does that translate to? I, I don't know. <laughs> Idiot. But but yeah, yeah, that's that's great that Microsoft is doing that, and it's clearly because you know they're trying to compete and uh, with Epic Games and you know match what they're doing to give back more to the developers. So that's a good thing. So shout out to Microsoft for that. Yeah, you know I I appreciate competition. See, every, everybody appreciates competition, except for the Valve fanboys. Mm-hmm. I hate to see it. And uh, also, um, on I believe it was on Xbox Game Pass, and uh, it might be in early access still. Uh, Xbox fans were playing um, Early Extinction. Uh, excuse me, Early Extinction. Um, this, extinction th- this weekend. Is that the name? Of, I don't think that's the name of the game. Yeah. Second, what is it? Second. You oh. said early. Said, oh well, you know it's 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 an ain't it like an uh, early um thing or whatever? Actually, I've never even heard of early. I've never even heard of this game. Disrespect, man. hey man, but, yeah. hey man. Yeah, y'all get when y'all get a PlayStation game. Oh, uh, we act different. <laughs> hey, okay, okay. Second extinction. Okay, that's that's it's the, the some some bootleg off brand Torok Hunter. That's what that's what it was. Shit, one's in game preview and working fine. One's a read to full retail price game and breaking. <laughs> but I mean, hey, we we talking about extinction right now. Stay on topic. All right, but well, go ahead. Uh, uh, so I played a, l- a little bit of it. It's yeah, it's a fucking it's it's Turok merged with Left 4 Dead, and it's if you're playing by yourself, it's complete trash. And um, it's in game preview for a reason. It needs some time in the microwave, but. This sound, is this a Game Pass game? Yeah, he said that. This sounds like every Game Pass game ever. <laughs> Trash with friends. <laughs> mediocre to garbage. But it might be decent if you have friends to play with. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's in one of those four-player, like, or is it? Yeah, it's a four-player. Back alley abortion. Let's call it Spade a Spade, man. Everything was good in Xbox land. Until Returnal started getting good reviews and that Ratchet and Skank footage got released. Ratchet and Clank footage, that that was coming. I was in where Ratchet and Clank is is Ratchet and Clank. Those Returnal reviews are fucking fraudulent. Oh, here we go. Uh, Well, well, let's stay on Extinction for a second. Um, So I played played Second Extinction. I got a beta uh, code, like, or it was the beta or alpha code, one of those, um, like months ago, right? Played the game for like 15 minutes, and I was like, this game is complete garbage. Even for like, you know, even for it being in beta or alpha, I can tell you it was garbage. And Steam preview one, right? And the game, uh, early access Steam, right? That's what you got, yeah, right? Probably. Okay. I believe so. I could check my Steam. I think I believe it's in my Steam. I thought it might have been EGS, but it's probably in, in, in my Steam uh, library. And uh, honestly, that was the consensus from what I saw. Even even dudes, you know, like I, I saw it from Xbox dudes. They were telling me that this game was trash. They was doing live uninstalls on Twitter, like, you know, just getting it right off their hard drive. So, yeah, th- it's it's not a good game. Um, it's 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 yes. People were saying it's a Game Pass game. It is. And Smooth wants to act like he don't know what a Game Pass game is. You know exactly what a Game Pass game is. Game preview game. That's exactly what it is. Not Game Pass game. It's a game preview game. 
you know, smooth. Even Microsoft knows what Game Pass games are now. Did you see that tweet they put out? Preview. Yeah, so the all that tweet they put out, BG. Mm-hmm. About um, they spend most of the time looking for a game, yeah, or play, you know, than beating it. And it's like I said, I don't play my PlayStation often, but when I get on my PlayStation, <laughs> I sit down at a nice, fine restaurant. But what happens when people turn on their Xbox? They're in some grimy ass, third rate, rat infested Chinese buffet, looking for food. That's Jack's favorite spot. Hold on. Yes, sir. <laughs> Get that dirty rice. Like, bro, how? What is this? Consoles came out in November, December, January, February, March, April. We are six months in. They still, and Sony has released more first party games on Xbox than Xbox has released on Xbox. Mine can't smoke today. That's actually not true, but I what new, what new games have they put on there? Uh, Sony put one game on Xbox and then Microsoft put Gears Tactics, so it's one. Gears one. Tactics is an old game. Nope, nope, nope. No. We had the discussion, and where you expose your fucking self? No, we're not doing that. In the chat, in the chat. Gears, Gears Tactics. When did Gears Tactics come out on PC? Came out in April of twenty twenty. April twenty twenty. And when did it come out on Xbox? November launch. November twenty twenty. Yeah, so it's old. It came out before the console. Okay, okay. Tell me when. when, When's Microsoft going to put out? Like, and let's be real. That game was not made with the Series X in mind. And if you're going to tell me it was, that's pretty bad. On the other hand, when are we going to see Microsoft? Like, look, Sony's showing what the what the new system can do. When is Microsoft going to show us what this new system can do? A whole bunch of games running at 120 frames per second. I ain't got here shit. So, oh, yeah, that you could have been playing seven years ago when you're complaining about that's for PC nerds. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny, BG, how when he was playing at welfare sub 720 at welfare frame rates, he goes, "Oh, only nerds care about that stuff." Seven years later, he playing what me and you, BG, were playing five years ago. Hey man, it's in, it's in now. 100, 120 frames, 60 frames is in now. It's cool now. How do you like my sloppy seconds, Smooth? Oh, wow. nah, nope. Hey, you. Like I said, you know what I mean. I'm right now. I'm 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 feasting. I'm enjoying. I'm gaming more than I yeah. ever. Yo, and me me and BG me and BG passed that shit around. Ran train four or five six times. Yeah, I sit there playing fucking six years, six years, six years later. We we're like, here you go, Smooth, and you you wiping it up. Oh no. He's an ally. Oh no. Like it's the best thing oh, ever. Word. Hey, like I said, man, I like. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna be eating even more next week. So I got yeah, you, 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 yo, you eating what me and BG shout out yeah, five years ago. I don't care. See, y'all did that shit as desktop, desktop dwellers. I'm doing this shit. Desktop. Did you call us twats? You call us desktops? Like you know, what? You know, it's that's funny. It, it's funny. He calls us desktop dwellers. How many miners you buy this year, Smooth? Say what? How many monitors you buy this year? Those monitors are from my Xbox. Exactly. Wow. And where do you, and where do you play your Xbox at? At a desk, you desktop dweller. See, the, the hypocrisy here is, is ridiculous. Everything you've ever complained about the last five, seven years, you started doing. But I've done it on the Xbox. I could never fall as low as you guys. <laughs> no, no, you're worse. You you literally waited five to seven years to play what you could have done five to seven years ago. You shit on it, and then when Microsoft pooped it out and put a Microsoft sticker, yo, you know how Jack always says that Nintendo fans will eat, will play anything Microsoft shits out. I mean, Nintendo shits out. No, it's the opposite. 
whatever Microsoft mm. shits out, Microsoft dudes will eat it up. Y'all ready to talk about Returnal? Go for it's it. It's okay. It's okay, Smooth. You can have some smoke for Returnal. It's your turn to get back. All right. So Returnal dropped this dropped this Friday. Uh, currently, it's sitting at an 86 on Metacritic, which Smooth's call, Smooth calls it fraudulent, paid off. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's all a facade. It's fake. It's paid off. It's all that stuff, right? Um, whatever he says. So, uh, and, you know, like you said, it's gotten good reviews. There are reports of people encountering bugs, you know, game crashing, uh, not being able to progress in the game, uh, being locked in because the doors won't open. Um, and I think most people have said it has to do with the DLC suits or you're encountering it, those bugs and glitches more uh, when you wear the DLC suit. I don't know if it's only when you wear that, but it, it definitely seems to be when you uh, wear it, uh, you get those bugs more often. Um, who wants to, Jack, you want to give your opinion on the game so far? Um, playing Returnal right now. I got a love and hate relationship with this game currently, you know what I mean? Uh, definitely love a lot about the game. Gameplay, it's great. Visuals, good. Serviceable, great, whatever you want to call it. Story ain't really there, you know what I mean? It's kind of cryptic with the story. But um, I the only problem I really got with this game, to be honest, I'm on the third biome right now. The biggest issue with this game is definitely the bugs, glitches, and crashes. Now, I experienced most of these crashes, bugs, and glitches with the um the alternate costumes and shit. Like, you'll pick up an item. The biggest glitches I done ran into so far, you'll pick up an item, and it don't recognize you pick up the item, and the door won't open. And you can't, you can't goddamn transport out of the room, shit like that. You had to restart the cycle. That happened to me about five times. Um... Game or, did it? Did it? Did all of them happen when you had the alternate outfit on, or also when you had no, the no. default? Well, I started with the alternate outfit. The first five or six crashes with the alternate outfit, and then I had two more bugs when I switched back to the normal outfit. I thought mm. I, I was getting them crashes. I switched back to the normal outfit, and then the very first gate you got to go through, it wouldn't open. I had to restart the game again. Then I was probably about an hour into a run, it just fucking crashed out of nowhere. So. And they also crashed me going to the second boss like for the first time. What the second time? It, it's a lot of fuckery with the uh, with the crashing bugs. Other than that, when they patch that out, I'm loving the game. I'm loving the difficulty. I hope they don't put in no easy mode like people asking for. Hip-hop gamer. Uh... Yeah. Oh, cheat. That would ruin the game in my opinion. I'm loving the difficulty. I'm loving the atmosphere. The game. Everything about the game is perfect besides the goddamn bugs and glitches. That's how I feel about it. Personally. So, right, Jack. Is this game on PlayStation or PC? Because this sounds like troubleshoot gaming to me. Oh, oh there's man. definitely some troubleshoot gaming going on around this and, and, you know, I, I find this ironic because, you know, people talk about Sony becoming a PC. Oh, they getting that P- <laughs> they, they learn real well on PC. Hey, they start saw, early, man, because, uh, yeah, man. You saw that release of Horizon. You see in these new releases, these PlayStation. Oh, oh they getting they're, they getting ready for PC gaming. It's, yeah, but the and, thing is, like, that's the, the, the worst thing. This is the worst game to have glitches, right? Because if you turn the game absolutely. off, you have to restart. So the whole purpose of this game is to not die or turn your game off, right? But these glitches, is the only way to fix them is to turn your fucking game off. So mm-hmm. they definitely got to uh, rectify this, fix this as quick as possible. But uh, other than yeah. that, uh, I'm really Be- Because it. if this was any other game, like <laughs> it having these uh, some of these bugs and glitches wouldn't be as severe but when your whole game the whole concept of the game is 
pretty much structured around no uh, essentially no checkpoints there are some but basically no checkpoints no saves your game has to be technically perfect you it's you can't have this if you're gonna structure your game like this so they're gonna have to like uh patch this fast y'all get like take y'all time and you know usually when you know you still want to be careful because putting out a patch too fast you know that you can end up breaking something else but they got to do this really in a in a timely manner um and, and put it out quick or more people are going to encounter it me personally i haven't i've i've live streamed um my whole my whole the, the whole playthrough so far and i haven't had one glitch not not any gameplay glitch I, the only thing i've experienced is uh the sound the audio becoming distorted but my game has never crashed i i haven't come across any like uh game breaking glitches or anything like that and, and i'm up to the fifth i'm up to the fifth biome so I'm pretty much damn near almost at the end of the game and I haven't encountered anything, but I've seen everybody's tweets uh, and, you know, like Rand, I think it was on like the last boss or the second to last boss. His definitely crashed. I've seen plenty of people, you know, experiencing crashes. It's weird. Some people didn't haven't aren't getting any at all. And some people are getting it multiple times. It's it's so weird. It's not it's not that's a you problem. Doesn't affect me. I like to read some quotes. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Um, Pastor Smooth, go ahead. Uh, game crash while playing Returnal. I had two full health bars. Level four uh, carbine was searching for this artifact to get a permanent bonus. All gone. Another one. This should be familiar since it's from somebody on the panel. Changed my suit because I heard it was an issue. First run after that, can't get out the gate because of a glitch. Next run after that, finally reached the boss to take two bars. Die. Next run. Good night. <laughs> we got that does sound very familiar. Another familiar one. Well, I was really enjoying Returnal until the game randomly crashed in the middle of a run and I lost all my progress. Laugh my ass off. How is there seriously no autosave? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Another yeah. one. No, go ahead. Finish your finish your quote. Just experienced a hard crash with Returnal, which made me lost a significant amount of progress. Literally unplayable. I don't have the game nor... I don't have the game, nor do I have a PS5, but I like to pretend that I do. This was somebody trying to make fun of uh, um, somebody uh, doing the crashes. Here's another one that actually has it. Uh, experiencing a lot of bugs and crashes for a $70 game. Um, and then we have at Housemark. Absolutely love Returnal PS5. Returnal some of the best heptics and 3D audio I've experienced the same. But, at, but for crying out loud, does it have to crash every 10 minutes? We got... Oof, already experienced my first crash on Returnal during my third run, but otherwise I was enjoying it. The dual sense and 3D audio with Returnal is incredible. Absolutely game changer when it, it comes to immersion. Again, uh, you done with your, you, you your no, notes, smooth, officers, officers smooth? Smooth is right. Smooth is 100% right. I agree with yeah. him. And this is why I was talking about Jason Schreier about, you know, the integrity of reviewers. Because if I were to review the game, I probably would have given it a crappy review right now because of these things. But here's the problem. Here's what happened. And I'm, I'm about to break it down for you. Everybody, mute your TVs and listen up right now. This is how strong Smooth's powers are. That a game can come out broken and still get good reviews because he bet it would get bad reviews. <laughs> Smooth's powers are undeniable. You know what else too though? Um, I heard because somebody that reviewed we got an early copy. Apparently, the day one patch is what in- introduced a lot of this uh, crashing that's going on. Mm. So the people that were playing it before the game came out really didn't deal with none of this. 
I, yeah, I like but, my explanation better. That's <laughs> his power is just overridden. Yeah, like, yeah. No, nobody, that, nobody that played it got glitches that reviewed it. Only the people that didn't review it got glitches. Right. So, like I said, I haven't got any any bugs. And you, yeah, once again, like you can only guess. Like the people who reviewed it, they didn't encounter it, or I'm sure they they would have mentioned it. But you know, like Smooth likes to, you know. As, as Xbox guys do, they like to, you know, compare things to uh, other Xbox games like like ReCore. They've been comparing Returnal to ReCore. You know what the difference is between, like, re, re, you know, how Xbox dudes look at re, ReCore and how PlayStation dudes look at Returnal and its problems? For, for two, It's two things. One, Returnal is actually a good game. Two, PlayStation dudes are acknowledging that this game has bugs and needs to be fixed immediately xbox dudes are still in denial that record is a bad game that's the difference smooth smooth just listed off to you like 10 quotes of people stating their issues with returnal right because people are keeping real about it have you ever heard smooth come with any statements like that any list of statements when it comes to when it came to criticisms of xbox games yes yes you just look up when have you ever done you literally said halo infinite was fine with what we watched for what we watched is the trailer yeah like no it wasn't I'm just saying, you said, the, like, so what this is what people are doing. They like to massage their criticism. They'll say, oh, the immersion, the 3D audio, the vibration of the controllers is rubbing against my penis so I can ejaculate early. They're oh. all the praise because of all the stupid extra giggity shit that it does. You were just tweeting out yesterday, once the return reviews hit, old ass games getting 120 frames per second update. Hey, hey. <laughs> game preservation like oh no, you don't care about that no exactly. is, what made record actually bad game the last i remember at lunch everything it being like being like loading like crap and shit like that that's one thing but that was you know obviously later fix i mean i don't recall it like you know no turn the gameplay like, sucks i mean the gameplay is exactly like this no it's game not you haven't played this how would you know well, I'm looking at it. I, I, I will admit, you know, Returnal is naturally prettier. I mean, I'll give him that. It's a, definitely a prettier it's game. It's a better game. Going on, but the gameplay looks very Recore sucks. Recore yeah, smooth. I'm, you got, yeah, got, yeah, I got to let this go. Recore yeah. sucks. And Rise, Son of Rome was average. Y'all gotta let this go, bro. For everybody, for everybody watching, if you can get your hands on that Xbox, right? Uh, next week. Returnal's getting that update so it can run at a glorious 60 frames per second. Play that shit after you're done playing this piece of shit that keeps breaking this yeah, shit on you. Play, you play, say you mean Recore. You said Returnal. You mean Recore. Smooth, smooth. Didn't you already have like two Brith Xboxes? No, no. I don't have... All the Xboxes I have are fine. I had a game that kept doing it and it was NBA 2K21. And you had to sell that Xbox, huh? Well, no, no, because two K twenty one keeps shutting off my new Xboxes too. So I just don't ah. Know. So what, what happened? Hold on, hold on. What, what happened to your headset, Smooth? Oh yeah, I returned to the Microsoft and they gave me a new one. Why did you have to return it? Because it, one, because it stopped working and it was fully huh. insured with the warranty. But that's so a headphone, not a working. game. Like, like a headphone, headphones don't waste my time. Video games, you're you're using your time. It didn't time. waste your time. You had to pack up a headset, bring it to the UPS store, I don't get rid of my boxes immediately. And and here's another thing I have to say. This was for everybody, not just including smooth. Mm-hmm. Game preservation on consoles, bullshit. 
I don't want to hear no console gamers talk about game preservations when you broke-ass niggas be trading in all your shit at the end of every generation. And then you want to come out and talk about game preservation. If you want to preserve games and you want to have access over the collectivity of all mm-hmm. games ever, mm-hmm. what machine do you buy, Jack? Um, a PC. Exactly. Or an Xbox. Or a no. motherfucking Xbox. You know no. what? Because, <laughs> buddy, just like you done traded out your CPUs and GPUs and still play them old-ass, ugly-ass Mega Man games, I mm. upgraded and traded my Xboxes and still got access to all my Xbox games that I played on older oh, Xboxes. Oh, the ones you had to go out and rebuy because you traded oh, them I in? rebuy the games. I, I'll uh, get them. I right, to go rebuy them. Okay. Okay. There's, I, have bought, I, have ne- I have not bought. I haven't traded in wow. an actual video wow. game in I don't know how many years. Consoles, that's different. But a video game, I haven't actually traded in. Sold hit. You just sold Hitman like a week ago online. Like it. a week ago. I never opened it. I never opened it. I was, so I was that, in the matter if you didn't open it. You, I, just, I was, you never traded it anywhere. You bought it. And you I want to get back. I, I want to get back to Returnal. So uh, I want to okay. give y'all my thoughts on it. Um, so Returnal's a, Returnal is a, a good game. I would say very good. Not not amazing, right? There, there there's nothing that this game does uh, like uh, uh, the best. You know, it, it's not excelling. Um, comp- you know, at any individual thing compared to like I guess it, its peers uh, in, in this genre or or shooters or whatever genre you want to place this game in, right? It's good, it's solid, it does everything pretty well. It doesn't do anything amazing, right? Some people were already saying, like, attaching Game of the Year with this game. I don't believe in default Game of the Years, which are Game of the Years that, which are games that are in the Game of the Year contender because there's lack of better games. I don't believe in in those, right? So if this game were to be nominated for Game of the Year, I would even tell you that's that's complete garbage that's complete nonsense right it's just a it's just a very good game it doesn't do anything amazing but it's fun uh it's it's addictive um i like the mechanics this game is is only hard and intimidating at the very beginning because you don't understand the mechanics the whole risk versus reward and the rng and the luck all that once you understand how this game works it's it's not hard anymore. Like it's not it's it loses like 50% of its difficulty once you truly understand how the mechanics of this game of this game work. So uh, trust me, like if people should give this a chance, like I don't care I don't care if you don't want to pay $70 for it, whatever, whenever you buy it. But I do think you should give it a chance at least the difficulty that people are stating shouldn't be what keeps you out of playing this. Trust me, it is it is not that hard. I've only died 10 times so far. The game keeps a record of your stats and everything like that. I'm up to the fifth biome. There's only six biomes, I believe, and I've only died 10 times. It's it's just understanding the mechanics. And yes, runs will take you a while, right? Like, for example, the third the third biome took me an uh, an hour and a half to complete. And yes, if you die and if you die, I would have had to, you know, start that over. Right. But it's just something you got to be careful. You got to go through like the first biome to like buff your character, do a whole lot of collecting of the gear. So you buff your character and then you go back to that biome. Um, and then, you know, you just at the end of each biome, there's a boss and everything like that. It's it's not as hard as as they say. It's it's unforgiving. 
but it, it's not really hard, it's, especially the bosses. The bosses are are really easy. I haven't died on a boss yet. I don't yeah, even know anybody who. When I saw you streaming. Yeah, I don't even know anybody who's died on a boss yet. I haven't seen not one person like put you know who's tweeted uh, die on a boss. Hip hop gamer got clapped and quit. Oh, that dude. Well, you know how he is. I Oh From yeah. Seen, um, it looks like it's easier to play for people who are used to playing games on like the hardest difficulty and like playing on permadeath and things like that. Because you're used to like trying not to die, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah, easier you, to run through it. Yeah, you got to take your time. You can't rush. Like you know, like I said, like just one biome took me an hour and a half. You know, even two hours on one of them. You just got to take your time and. Um, it is it is checkpoints too. Like if you reach certain bosses, you you can get like a little mini checkpoint in the uh, biome. You ain't got to go through the whole thing again. I lent the game, biome like anyway. BG, I lent the game to my cousin. I told him he can't get any more PS5 games until he beats it. <laughs> His ass quit Ghost of Tsushima because he said it was too hard. Oh uh, um, yeah, he ain't beating it. Just a tip. Uh, just a just a tip. Um, the most important thing in this game is getting uh, increasing your suit integrity. Right. That's just increasing your maximum health capacity. That that's the most important thing, just increasing your life bar. Once you do that, then going through the rest of the level is pretty easy. And honestly, all of those projectiles you see on screen that you see these enemies, you know, because it's a bullet, a bullet hell game. Those things don't do no damage. Like, shit. I don't they, no, no, bro. They depending, really depending on the enemy, shit. Yeah, look, depending on the enemy, but I'm saying Them most of the niggas? most of them, but the, yeah, that's the missiles. The missiles do damage, like their lasers do damage, but I'm talking about like you see like the slow uh projectiles that they shoot out a lot of, those ones don't actually do no damage like that. It's only like the special moves that really do damage. Everything else is just like for for uh it's just smoke and mirrors to really intimidate you. The rest of those things don't do no damage. I was I got hit by a lot of them. I'm like, yo, my my life didn't even move really like that. So all that stuff is really just intimidation factor to make you feel like, oh, I got all well, this. You got invincibility when you dodge too. So yeah, yeah. It's it's an yeah, dodging is completely invincible. But it, most of those projectiles is just like intimidation factor to, for you to like panic and make you feel like, oh, I got all this coming at me. How can I possibly dodge it? Most of that don't really do no, do no damage. And like I, and like Jack said, there's an there's an invincibility frame on on the dodge. Um, and so a lot of those projectiles are slow. Um, f physical attacks and like they have certain moves that do more damage than the, like the late like they have may, ha may have like a laser. Point, you, can't be, you can't be you do, you know. There's like laser attacks that do a lot of damage. Physical attacks, they seem to do a lot of damage. But I'm saying most of the moves are, are not that really, they're not really that damaging. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else is there to say about this game? I mean, you know, it's, like I said, it's good. I wouldn't say it's worth $70. I'll probably say it's worth $50. Um, oh, I would never buy this game for 70 yeah, uh, it's you know it's procedure procedurally generated as we know. I like the the map, the mini map. Um, you know, a lot of people do, you know take that stuff for granted, but if you played Control, you know how bad the map is. This map, the mini map, is a really uh, good guide. Um, with the way they design it for you to uh, go throughout the level, which is always changing. Um, I like I like the whole you know malignant container type stuff and the and the parasites and all that stuff because. These are stuff that are buffs, but they also have negative impacts. So you have to weigh like, OK, I'm going to pick up this parasite. It's going to give me 10 percent protection, um, but it's also going to uh, give me I'm going to take more damage if I'm in the air or some something or I can't 
Like this happened to me yesterday and I thought my run was over. I picked up a parasite where it gave me more protection, more defense pretty much, but I couldn't pick up any more health items. And I didn't read that part. I, all I saw was the extra protection. I was like, oh, I'm picking that up. And then I realized I can't pick up any health items, which is, which is very important in this game. So I had to backtrack, go all the way back and find a parasite remover. And the thing about, and you could have up to like five, five parasites mm -hmm. on you, I think. And but the power and, and the but the parasite remover is completely random. You can't choose which parasite to remove. So I had to keep going back into the parasite remover and pretty much remove all the parasites, even the ones I wanted to keep, just to get rid of one parasite. So it it's the very it's the the whole game is about weighing the risk and reward. But I, I, I like I like it. It's a good game. I feel like Smooth would kill himself over this game. I want Smooth to play this. <laughs> You already you already know they've got to give Smooth yeah. a forty dollars. Question for you, BG. Real honest question for you. Real honest yeah. question. If mm -hmm. Returnal was an Xbox exclusive oh, with the go. same exact, you know, you know, <sighs> as is same issues and stuff like that. Well, honestly, what do you think its meta score would be? I believe it would still be the same thing. I let me let me tell you what I think it would be different. I think certain PlayStation dudes would absolutely be mocking it, absolutely, right, and and joking on it and downplaying it. I wouldn't. I would still I would still like the game, even if it wasn't an Xbox game. But I don't think the Metacritic's. Uh, I don't think the, uh, the if it's the, if it was if it was this exact same game. I don't think the score would be different. I don't. It would flop on Xbox because Xbox gamers would not be able to handle the game. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to beat this shit. Yeah, they're, they're not into hard games. Let's be real. Y'all not, not into this. Rand beat stuff. this shit before anybody else I know. Rand is a different breed. Let, let's, yeah, okay, Rand, let's. let's got a million gamers. Let's be very clear. Rand is a rare type of Xbox gamer. He, he takes on any type of challenge as long as he likes the game. I give Rand all his props and all, all his credit. I don't see a lot of Xbox dudes like taking on challenges and playing a lot of games that Rand will play. So you got to Rand is an anomaly. He's he's the exception. He's he's a, he's a different breed from you, Smooth. Let, let's be real, okay? Rand, Rand, he, he built different. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Rand is the 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 G boat. You know what I mean? He's, 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 the, the, he's the best spot. He's he's the greatest spot of all time. I'm the best spot, but he's the greatest spot of all time. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I mean, I beat Recore. I could beat this shit if I wanted to. So oh, no, yeah, I, I, I really, bro, Smooth, Smooth, Smooth. smooth. How many of y'all beat Recore? Smooth. I'm I'm up to the fifth. Or, 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 I'm about, I'm about to put money on this. Oh, record no, no, nobody playing that trash. Um, no, is that no, a I gamer? Mean, is the, I, I mean, on him beating return, I'd put money on it. Oh yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm ready to tell smooth right now. I'll put money up for. Is that a gamer 22, 23, 23 sighting? Is that a Jeremy in the wild? Is that what's up, bro? Is that a Jeremy sight? Smooth. I'm surprised you can see him. I I will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. Smooth. When when you get a PS5 again. Mm -hmm. I will put up, because I'm, I'm sure other people will be willing to put up more money. I'll put okay. up a hundred. I'll put up a hundred for you to beat this game. Thirty hours to beat it. Now I'm on a mission to get my this uh, this PS5 earlier than I anticipated because <laughs> all this flexing and I'm a, yeah, absolutely. This shit like I had all the practice in the world. I played record. Thirty hours to beat it. Yo, smooth thinking this is sweet. He's thinking that this is not like record. I'm telling you, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Re it's 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 not it, bro. I'm telling you, smooth. Not normal. Like dancing around bright ass circles and shit. Right. Is it, 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 it automatic? Right. I'm watching. I mean, it looks like all right. the game is automatically. All right. 
Now, all right. Smooth, smooth, smooth. All right. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be recall. You, you kind of not wrong. I noticed that too, but they're not going to get it. I kind of noticed what you said. Special right. Count Samoka. Are you going to step in here? Or are you just going to let, let this man drown after he left you hanging? Uh, yeah. No, what I was going to say is you can't look at somebody else's gameplay and think it's easy. They make it look easy, but that don't mean it's easy. But that's what he said about you. That you looked at his gameplay and it was easy for you. <laughs> no, I, I didn't look at his gameplay. <laughs> I'm, I'm smooth, smooth uh, getting the wrong Moga, idea. Please don't entertain this. Moga, I'm not, I don't want no smoke today. Like I don't like... Uh-huh. I really don't. My question was... Well, it's not really a question. I felt like playing this game, the most annoying thing would be that you have to stick with it until you finish it. Because even if you put your PlayStation in rest mode... It keeps your spot, but let's say you want to play a different game and you want to close the app. That fucks you, right? So you're stuck playing Returnal (laughs) until you finish it. And I feel like that's kind of annoying because what if you want to hop on something else for a break? The thing thing about it too, though, like they got like this thing like proficiency. Once you go to a new biome, you automatically have like a, you know, an equivalent uh, proficiency when you get there. So it it does have some sense of progression. Like you're not gonna be stuck with shitty weapons in the new biome you're going to. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. You can get but, some up to snuff. Yeah, smooth just has the wrong idea about how this game works, though. I'm telling you, you thinking Recore gonna is gonna prepare you for this? It's not. Recore is not gonna help you with this game at all. Mm-hmm. Smooth, you 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 can barely shoot, and that's the least of your problems in this game. <laughs> Yeah, the game has auto aim, right? It's no, it's, no, it has no, no. It's not. It, it has levels of aim assist. You can go into settings. You'll probably turn it up. It's it's low. It's off, low, medium, and and high aim assist. So you could, but it's not. It's not auto aim. No, and even, even and, with that, it's not going to help you, yo. Like, yeah, especially when you you dodge in a million projectiles, you'll be surprised at how little that really helps you. Actually. I- it's easier to do that in a, a, a third-person space than the, the old-school 2D space that they're used to making. But but, but I, what you're not getting smooth is like that's not even like that's not even the hard part of the game, really. What makes you, this game hard? It, it's it's figure it out and collect your money. Yeah, you you you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. It's you'll see. That's all I can say is you'll see. And and we're gonna we're gonna figure out a proper time. To, to give you because you're not gonna have a limited time for this challenge it's gonna be fair but it, you know we're not gonna give you like 50 hours because how long is the game like how long is it supposed to take to finish it depending uh, on your skill level yeah, like it the depends. average you know they usually have like an average time out there let me check well, let me it's check it took around 18 hours smooth says he's the average gamer so i think it's like 30 hours let me see mm. let me check something i don't know i don't even uh, let me see if uh, no. How long to beat doesn't even have any statistics yet. Uh, let me check. Let me let me check. Let me check mine. Um, see how many hours I have in it already. Um, because I'm on I'm on biome five and like each. So okay, so each biome has taken me two to three hours. Taken me two to three hours to beat. Right, and there's six biomes. So. Yeah, like that's about that's you could round that up to like twenty hours. It's it'll probably take me to beat. Smooth is 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 vastly lower in skill than me. Um, wow, the disrespect. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think giving him ten extra hours would be fair. So yeah, thir- I think thirty hours would be right. He ain't beating this in thirty hours, dog. But it's but thirty hours is fair. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's what it's gonna be. Smooth, you are gonna have thirty hours to beat this. 
10 hours, not a long time, an extra 10 hours. If you think about like if somebody dies and they got to start over and spend another two hours going through one section, they already beat. It's not 35, yeah. 35, yeah, like 35. Yeah. 35. No question. When you, when you, so, all right. So when you die, right. Yeah. Do you have to like, do you have to do that entire biome and boss fight again? No, you don't have to do, if you beat the boss, you don't have to do the boss over again. If, but if, you gotta if you, fight all the many people over again, right? Like all the enemies. While yeah. You're it. Yeah. yeah. So let let me explain it. So let's say, let's say you beat biome one, right? And let's let's say you're up to biome three, for example, right? Okay, you die on biome three, you'll go back to biome you one. Wake up, BG. The yeah. rats. The rats. Yeah. Oh yeah. My y'all hear me? Yo yo. You're bot. Yeah, we hear you, but you're botting. Okay, yeah. Uh, y'all hear me? I'm better now? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's say you're up to Biome 3. You beat the past two bosses in Biome 1 and 2. If you die on Biome 3, they'll put you in Biome 1. But each time you beat a boss, they give you, they give you like an item. Uh, they pretty much give you like the, the grappling hook. So you have a grappling hook to get back to Biome 3, right? Faster, right? It's, it's pretty much a, a, just a shortcut. But the yeah. thing is, the thing is, you have to, you kind of have to play through Biome One and kill all the enemies over again, because then you, ha because you have to collect gear, weapons, all that stuff to to your, make Biome Three manageable. But you really don't have to do that because your proficiency is not going to be right though, because you still got a zero proficiency in Biome One, so that's kind of a waste of time in my opinion. I think it helps Unless because you. But you I get mean, health. Sometimes it does. It, it, it helps increase your integrity, though, because that's what I did. You can skip. You can yeah, completely. Yeah, the integrity is probably, yeah. That's yeah, you, you can just run past Biome 1 and just run right to Biome 3 back. Yeah, you can do that. But it kind of helps you to go through Biome 1 again, which takes like at least, let's say, 15 minutes. And then going through the actual Biome you're on, that'll, that might take an mm. hour or so. So that's how it is. Hmm. I feel like 35 hours is generous. Um, I said 30. We'll, we'll talk 30? about it once. Yeah. When Smooth gets a PS5, let us know. We gonna set this up for you. This guy just keeps buying and selling consoles. Hey, it's a profitable business. That, that That's gonna be a community event when Smooth gets this. Where y'all even finding them like this to be able to keep reselling them like that? Because from where it, I'm looking... You can't find any in stock, and they're still scalping for them. I don't know how it's profitable when you're spending all this time trying to get one. That's a waste of time. No, I got like three episodes ago. Oh, so good, that show. What is that about? I keep hearing about it. What is it? Just watch it. Is this superhero stuff? Yep. It's yeah, more than that, though. But it's not. It's, it's not. It's just more like superhero. Stuff. All right. Are we back? It looks like we're back. We're back. Yeah, we should be back. I, I hit go live. It should it should be the same um the same stream. I think. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like I'm looking at different gameplay for um, Returnal. Yeah, it's back. So why y'all not playing Returnal now? Which y'all y'all playing? You just sitting here waiting up the electric bill. I have it. I just haven't played it yet. I don't have a PS5. Even if I did, I don't really wanna. Oh shit! That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I don't have one. But Returnal just, I don't know. It's just not my type of game regardless. Um, so I'm like pretty much chilling with the PS5 thing until God of War. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to playing.
So what are you on? Just PC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my bad, y'all. The uh, my con- my uh, my connection didn't even go out. My my PC froze, which has never happened. That was very weird. Mm. Yeah, might be I'm time for. I'm glad I don't got problems like you guys have. It might be time for a fresh install. Might be. I haven't done a fresh install. Shit, probably like uh, five years now. I hate fresh installs, but it's good. It's good, like when you come back and set everything back up. Yeah, they're gonna stop. That. Hate to see. They know you a pony. What the hell? You didn't do that. I yeah, stream. Me? Yeah, yeah. I streamed yeah. the entirety of Gears of War uh, Tactics. They said this game was trash. Smooth said he couldn't get past the tutorial. Lord, yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna. Um, I'm just gonna keep uh this uh this screen on and not play the yeah. gameplay because I don't know why my joint was crashing. It might be the gameplay. You get new internet in July, right? August. August. Mm. Yeah, and I'm. I'm gonna reinstall everything on my PC then too. All right, so yeah, let's move on to the next uh, next topic. Uh, so yeah, that was everybody's thoughts on Returnal. Bonnie, you're going to be streaming that next week, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what goes on. The weather's nice. I really want to take a break from gaming, really, for a week. We'll see. Pro- in a week or two. How are you running, dog? <laughs> uh, I, I'm about to finish Cold Steel 4. That is nah, seven. Nah, 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 that is nah, nah, ten nah. games in the same franchise within two years. I am 170 hours into this game. I need a break after this game. I don't even know what. What do you mean taking a break? Y'all not playing Resident Evil Village? Friday. The day after my birthday. Damn, that's already on Friday. Yes, Friday. The day after my birthday. So how And unfortunately, Mocha's right. It's not a game you can play late because it's going to get spoiled. Yeah, like who all playing it? I'm gonna have to play that. I'm gonna have to play that before Eternal. I'm live streaming. Yeah, yeah, I'm Smooth played the demo and said he was out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know why? Because dude, dude on <laughs> the word, word on Twitter is uh, Smooth ain't playing it because it's not on Game Pass. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, because I was contemplating buying it because I could get 6,000 uh, um, rewards points for it. Um, for that game um, but i was like i don't know if it's gonna be worth it bro do you you're supposed to play games to play good games you play games for participation trophies and rewards points mm-hmm. uh l- let's get some Re- resident evil village um metacritic predictions comes out uh comes out next week let's get these uh predictions what y'all think is gonna get 88 I'm gonna say uh, same thing I said for Returnal, 86. What did Resident Evil 7 do? Biohazard. I I do not remember. 82. Yeah, I say um, high 80s. I say about like an 84. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah. It got an 86. Seven did. I'm gonna do 84. I'm gonna say like an 87. I'm gonna give it a few extra points because you got dudes who are super horny for this vampire yep. lady. Exactly. Uh-huh. And what's up with that clip? Is she like biting his hand? Like, what is that? Like, why? Like, like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, but she looked like she was sucking them off. Yeah, they did that on purpose. Yeah, he was just, she was just tasting some blood. 
Could have been tasting something else. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I think it's gonna be like a. Yeah, the mod, the mods for that game about to be crazy. Definitely. <laughs> uh, they said uh, the estimated time to beat that is like it's like ten hours long. So that's gonna be a quick live stream. That's like two live streams, two three live streams for me. It's gonna be quick. Ten hours. Shit, yeah. I probably yeah one or two depending on the night. And I'm not mad at that, you know. Like I'm not always, you know, I'm not always into playing some super long game. You know, when, when listen, when short games come along, I celebrate them because I feel like most games nowadays are are like 25 plus hours long. So I am mad at the short ones. Yeah, you can finish that in two sessions. Um, yeah, and I've been beating one game per month, so that'll put me oh. at like five. Yeah. Mm. And I, now, and are you think in actual games or back alley smooth games? She said no. one game per month. I believe they're they're probably actual games. One per month. That's that's talk, that's what you call taking your time. Yeah, I be taking my time. I beat um a way out a few days ago, and I actually mm. really liked that game. That game heat. Yeah. Who'd you play with? Huh? I played with someone. Yeah, mind your goddamn business, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um. After that, it's. It's kind of dry after that for a while. Yeah. What month is Kenna? Is that July or August? August. Oh, August. August. There, there is Biomutant. I do plan to check that out. Check that out. That's end of May. That's later in the month. Um, actually, there is a couple. Um, Ratchet and Clank is June. Yes, sir. I can't believe I might get a Ratchet and Skank game. What's wrong with that? I don't play that trash. Oh, yeah. Now look, I, I understand people like platformers, but like after Mario 64, I was done. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I understand. Like I just became a Ratchet fan with the last one. You know, so I, I, I get it. Um, yeah, let's talk about that that Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart new gameplay that we saw. In his horny first. I, you know, I still didn't watch the the um the episode yet, but yeah, why? I heard he was lusting after Rivet, which is the female Lombax. That they that's, he the, that's her name. Yeah, it's a proper name. <laughs> who who yeah. was lusting after Rivet the rat? J Man. Was, <laughs> was he? What did he say, Jack? Exactly. He said he wanted to fuck it, man. <laughs> no, he didn't. I mean, that's pretty much. Y'all putting sauce um, on it. Yeah, like what did he, he really say? <laughs> Yeah. So he, he wanted to face fuck a rabbit. Hey man, I was gonna say it'd be like that t- sometime, but I don't think it it does. So, <laughs> hey man, I'm crazy. Y'all doing J May? I'm, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the He's real quote when I when I watch when I watch the episode. I'm sure he ain't say it say that. Well, he ain't say it as, as the way I did, but yeah, hmm. it is. All right, so yeah, um, Ratchet and Clank a Rift Apart gameplay. We saw it during the state of play. Which also showed us uh, um, Among Us is coming to PS5 and PS4. And I think they showed one of the game, but it was pretty much a Ratchet and Clank state of play. That's all it really was. Um, what did y'all think about the new gameplay? Impressed? Looked good. Yes, sir. Makes uh, those back alley, dumpster diving, trash can, bottom feeding, sledge consuming Xbox <laughs> games look good. Wheeling, uh. dealing. <laughs> uh, so, are y'all getting that? Like, are y'all playing that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely plan to get that. 
I've never yeah. played Ratchet and Clank um, ever. I didn't play those type of games. I always passed on them like that game. Um, I didn't play like Crash Bandicoot, like them type of games. I just ne- never. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter, like. Didn't play that either. Got me through the entire. Ratchet, Jack and Dexter, and SmackDown. It got me through the entire PlayStation generation or PS2 days. But, um, but yeah. Ratchet, happy is still alive. Looks good. Looking for if I can get my hands on the PS5, that's obviously the reason why I would get it. Um, but yeah, I got I got no slender for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um it, it out. June eleventh. June. Yeah. And it, you saw oh God smooth. It looks good. Um, I mean, it's there's not really much to say about it at this point. We've been looking at it for a long time, honestly. It, we, all we could say is like over and over again, it looks good. I mean, I I, I do see some parts where like because you know people are always looking for the downgrade claim right um and this uh there's parts of this game it's very dense like you know like there was traffic and like population and planets and all that stuff it's it's a very dense game a lot is happening at one time and you know that game has a lot of like physics and uh projectiles and everything like that there's going to be a 30 frames and a 60 frames frames mode jack i'm gonna need you to play at that 60 dog Stop playing, bro. We'll, we'll we'll see, tough guy. Oh God. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure people are gonna check if if the game is that dense once it, once it releases. But Insomniac has a good, you know, besides that whole puddle debacle uh, that Kofi started, by the way. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Since since then, that 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 whole incident changed that man's life. He 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 fell back after that. <laughs> oh man. I, yo, that was so funny. Look, I'm a real scumbag because Kofi, like I defended Kofi, right? At at first. I was like, listen, he Kofi got the game, right? He got the game early and he played it. Y'all didn't. He said he said there was a downgrade. So there's a downgrade. And then word pretty much word came out, you know, there was no downgrade. And I just disappeared into the sunset. Let I let that nigga take all the heat. <laughs> That nigga Kofi got worked on Twitter that that day, bro. <laughs> that man caught so many rounds from people. Yeah, I, I just dipped on out of there. Um, so yeah, uh, it it looks great. Um, I look forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Looks, you know, visually amazing. Uh, it, that's I think that's gonna be a, a game of the year contender. I think so. I'm gonna play it. People always be crying when you don't play the games that they think that you have like supposed to have played, like. People crying in the comment section. Oh my gosh, you didn't play rack shit. Like, mm. yeah. Sorry, I play real nigga games. Oh, oh real so. nigga. What are those? <laughs> no, I'm Get just em. playing. But I do. I did play different stuff growing up. So, like, I was really into like um, Rainbow Six, uh, Desert Storm, stuff like that. Oh damn! See, real shit, not crapcom or crowcom. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna let that slide, Bond. Let that Are they making a Rainbow Six like uh, movie series or Netflix or some shit? Uh, listen, I watched uh, uh, Without Remorse with um, um, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael C. Jordan. <laughs> the the movie, I give it, I give it a six, five point five six. I might be being a little bit generous now that I think about it, but it, they're like trying to start the whole Rainbow Six verse. Or or whatever verse they they call you know that in in the Rainbow Six universe whatever they call it, it was, I don't know it, it was just a very 
strange movie at some parts. And and like, but the end credits. Oh well, that's spoiling. But whatever. It's it's just yeah. It, it's not nothing spectacular. It's okay. Michael C. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, going to be Michael D. Jordan. Hey, let what that man live. That, that man happy, bro. Let that I mean, man live. I don't want to talk about that. He'll, yeah. he'll learn his lessons soon enough. <laughs> yeah. So Ratchet and Clank looking fire. Cool. Uh, yeah. Naughty Dog. Neil Druckmann has said that he has an outline for The Last of Us 3. This does not mean the game is in development because it's not. It does not mean that it will ever be in development. It just means he wrote a very general outline for the game. Do we want yeah, a Last should. of Us Part 3? Absolutely. If I can kill Abby as soon as the game comes on, then yes, give it to me. So hold on. You wouldn't want to have the game work up to a climax of you killing her? You just want to end her early? Nope. I wouldn't be mad if the game started with me killing her and then I had to play Lev on a revenge mission. I wouldn't care. I want to kill Abby. So you want to be the exact like. I, I don't get. I, I don't give a fuck about the rest of the game as long as you let me kill Abby. Like she needs to die. Because honestly, we really don't need a, a part three. So if you're going to give me a part three, then Abby needs to die in it, or, or else you can keep it. Um, we need a part three for the cure and the origin. They didn't do anything about the virus in the second exactly. game. Every game needs to be about the virus. Completely. Well, you know, you know, you know, a certain group were trying to do that, but you know. Matter anymore? That does. That's irrelevant now. No, because somebody told me that there were more people outside of Ellie that were immune. They Rumored, were lying. Yeah. <laughs> they were lying. They lying. How do you know? Ellie's the only see, immune person. But, but, but see, but that's the problem of why the game. They never explain. Okay, you, you're mean to tell me out of millions of people in the world, Ellie is the only immune. That's hard to believe. That's hard to the believe. What makes her so special? That, that's hard to believe. Can't. Well, they'll never know now because of what happened at the end of the first game. So what I'm saying is that's irrelevant now. Like the, the, the third game. Up, the, niggas are, the niggas that's coming up now, they're not going to. It's no way for them to have to gain that type of medical knowledge to even be able to, you know, figure out some shit like yeah. that at that point. I mean, yeah, exactly. I agree with Bond. I agree with Bond, though. The only way I want a Last of Us Part 3 is if you give me explanations. I don't want but like emotion. Explana- there's no need for an explanation because there's no solution. No, there isn't. There isn't. Here's why, Jack. Um, Left for Dead, what caused the virus? I don't know. The Walking Dead, what caused the virus? Shit, who knows? I, I don't it, watch none of this. Exactly. Part. All this zombie. Uh, what was that one movie with Will Smith? La, uh, well, we I know am what, legend. You know, yeah, I am really legend. Never, outside of like cancer, they were like, I'm tired of these zombie things, and they uh-huh. never explain how and why shit happened. Resident Evil Resident Evil might be like the only zombie franchise that explains yeah okay spoiler spoiler if you never played Last of Us Part 2 Joel killed the only person that knew how to solve this shit the only group of people that knew how to solve shit he killed all the niggas there was no guarantee they would have solved it it wasn't a guarantee but these were the most knowledgeable people on this subject and he killed all those people so you don't think there's anybody in China or Japan that be figuring this shit out like Mm -hmm. the virus who knows but my thing is I was gonna say I feel that The Last of Us Part 2 should have been the third game, and they should have put a game in the middle of that that could have expounded upon a lot of this shit, like the WLF mm-hmm. and the um, the Seraphites and their, and their ongoing war. 
Because they just really threw you into the shit and a lot of the shit. Now, I would like for them to go back on that because you got characters like Isaac that they never really explored. But they, you know, they, he's supposed to be this big bad guy and all this other shit. And they never even shown any of it. I think they should go back on that but, stuff. But because, you, the okay, virus, yeah. All that virus is irrelevant to me, though. I don't think it's, we it, need it, a third game. They need to let it die, in my opinion. Like, it's over. We don't need like, one. Like like Bond said, yeah, and Mocha, I agree. We don't need a third game unless they, they explain the origin, why Ellie's immune, all of that stuff. I want an explanation. Because even, like, uh, in part two, where you go down into the basement, right? Um, in, Into the hospital basement, right, with uh with Abby. That was pretty, that was, the the reason a, a Rat King is down there is because that's one of the, like, the origin sites. That's one of the oldest points. So the whole time I'm down there. Yeah, I got yeah, a question. The, the whole time I'm down there, I'm like, yo, I want to know, like, what happened down here, like, back when it originated. I, I got a question. The yeah. Where does The Last of Us Part Two take place? Seattle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Damn, if only it took place in New York with the Rat King. I would love it. Hilarious. But yeah, that, that's the only way I want a part three. I, I don't want any emotional individual stories of what people went through. Screw all them. I don't care anymore. I would just want an explanation. No, it sounds like y'all want a prequel. No, no I don't. Want explanations. But and the problem is a prequel, I don't know what would the combat in a prequel be. That's the thing. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing explained. I want them to continue the story. Nah. You know what's funny about this whole situation? Y'all niggas got a third game pen, but still no multiplayer. Yeah, it's coming. Right. Y'all ain't it's, ever it's coming. factions. No, it's coming, not. Bond. Metroid Prime Four will be out before factions. I got factions out before Metroid Prime. It's definitely put coming. This in the chat, bro. Um. But yeah, I, I I doubt we ever get that though. I I don't think because I think Naughty Dog is gonna move on to, uh, what they're working on that supposed remake, and I think they're gonna move on to the next new IP, whatever that game is called, Saints Cross or something like that, something cross. Um, and typically they don't go back once they leave IPs. So yeah, I don't think we're getting The Last of Us Part Three. Honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm alright with that. Because uh, Last of Us 2 was a good ending. No matter what nobody says. I like that I'm ending. I'm still waiting to play it. You waiting for the 60 frames patch? I'm not playing nothing in 30. You know that. Shit mm. froze. Okay. I don't want a part three, but at the same time, if there's not going to be a part three, then there's no reason why they shouldn't have allowed you to kill old girl at the end of the game. But I'm not going to bring it up no more. Damn, you want to kill her so bad. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, okay. PlayStation Plus games for May are Wreckfest, Battlefield Five, and Stranded Deep. Uh, I don't think nobody really cares about those games like nope. that. Not uh, at all. Yeah. Let's move. You know what? Uh, well, let's not even let's not even ask about that because let's be honest. Yeah, don't even bother. I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, yeah, like because yeah, um. Games for gold, like they they don't even care about it because Game Pass exists. I don't even know why they do games with gold anymore. It's it's there's Game Pass, so games with gold is completely pointless. You can tell they don't even try anymore with it. It's they just put complete trash in there. 
Stranded uh, Deep sounds like it should be on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Okay. The month uh, of May, um, uh, well, at least Game Pass is rumored to get like all the Resident Evil games in May. Where? So why does it matter? I'm just throwing it out there. Is there only uh, is there no Xbox viewers in this pod, um that watch this podcast? I'm sure there are. I don't know why they're concerned for games you don't give a damn about. No, so, uh, it's my job to tell them what's oh, fucking I'm coming sorry. to the platform. You're hey, the do it. hey, hey, yo, all the all the Xbox guys in our chat, throw up the X. Let me see y'all. Let me see y'all the representation X, of the Xbox yeah, guys. I know who I need to pay. Oh, hold hold on. Up. Move on the payroll. He says my job. They're up the oh, yeah. X, y'all. I, 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 I got some special shit coming up too, so I, I'm, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I'm feeling good. How much we got left on this? Um, um, how many topics we got left? I like when you feel no. good, smooth. Because it's smooth not that feel, my wallet feels good. All right. Nah, nah. I'm not getting back to back weeks. If y'all not, I bet you. I bet you something. I can guarantee. Well, there you go. The only guarantee is you lose smooth. Like that's really the only guarantee. Dude, we got some Why Xbox representation. Bet last week. I should have, but like I said, I make the rules. You ain't counterclaiming me. Yeah, Smooth, of course, lost that bet to me for Returnal because it got over an 83. Over an 82, so yeah. I got $70 for that. Appreciate you. I, mean, I, already, got a, I already got the game free, so I figured I was already good, Smooth. Uh, yeah, let me get to some other topics. Um, There's a rumor that Rise 2 is in development at Crytek. And uh, that it that it that it would be multi-plat if it's uh, if it is in development. When's the last time Crytek actually made a game like that's not a port? Uh, that's not a that's not a VR game. Homefront home Revolution. Uh, they horribly Yikes. managed. Yeah. Yikes! Yikes! They still in business, bro. Like for real talk. Like, I, I don't they know. Did, didn't employees. Amazon paid them like a whole ton of money for um the, for like VR Crytek? Game? The, no, I feel like it was for their engine. Um, oh, the Cry Engine, yeah. Maybe, but like, and not a lot of studios don't even be using the Cry Engine. Like, holy fuck, this guy nobody, is kicking my ass in. Nobody even uses that. But uh, yeah, you you want a new you want a new Rise game smooth since it expired inspired uh, God of War twenty eighteen. I would love a new Rise game. I would absolutely love a new Rise game. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, I th- it seems that's the only thing they can do right. Even though Rise probably is one of their lower scoring games of all the games they make, I find it better than all their other games that they make. But um, Rise was, yeah. Um, I would love another Rise. I think it had a lot of potential. They got a, they had a base they could start from. From Rise is the only way you can go is up. There's a lot of things they can do um, with that game. Uh, I don't care if it's uh, exclusive, multiplayer, whatever. Just make a rise to. I, I would love one. Mm. Smooth right about that. You can only go one way. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. What else we got on the agenda today? Um, Hitman developer IO Interactive reportedly working on a new fantasy IP exclusively for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Project mm. Dragons. Oh God! Another dragon. dragon. Yeah. <laughs> anything, anything regarding dragons and Xbox is bad news. This is not going to go well. No. Hey, who who knows? I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a new IP, and it's supposed to be you know AAA. They got a major budget. There are people saying this is probably the you know the um, which y'all call it? you know how they said Returnal is the audition 
game to be acquired. Uh, this is their game that proved they need to be acquired by Sony, and Sony acquires them after this. They're mm-hmm. saying this is what IO was pretty much doing for Xbox. This is, this is their trial game, and then after that, you know, or probably during the development, they'll end up oh. you know, acquiring them. So. Okay, so this is their casting couch. Got it. Oh, I just want to see who would get that reference. Jack, you a freak? No, no, fam. You a freak, Perfect. dog. You you dirty nigga. You, you a, you, you a freak, dog. You the only one. You the only one that that got that reference. No, we got it, but we just ignored it because, like, what the hell? Oh, so y'all freaks. Okay, all right. I know you childish. Yeah, all right. Uh, what else we got? I'll see. Um, got some Lost Soul aside gameplay. Um, it was like trash. It was like eighteen minutes of Lost Soul aside. This game has an. It's part of the China project. Uh, indie. Yeah, China Hero Hero Project, a bunch of games in development that um, are going to be on like PlayStation when they finally release. I feel like they showed this like back in like 2015. It was 17. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it it, it looks somewhat ungabunga. Kind of looks like an ungabunga game, you know, similar to DM, you know, DMC, where you're doing all the tricks and you know you tap dancing on niggas' heads in the air and all that stuff. I'm not mad at it, I'm, you know, it, it, but it could be just, it could just be all, you know, all spectacle and all shiny, all shiny, and you know, be be shallow and empty on the inside. I don't know, but you know, we'll see how it turns out. It definitely got people's attention. It, you know, people are impressed because like it started out with one dude, only one dude developing it, but it has a team now, so. Yay! Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. I ain't playing that bullshit. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> it, 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 it never appealed to me from what I saw. Well, we'll see. Like, so I, that's know. what Angabanga is to y'all, like a game where they're in the air a lot. Or Angabanga, uh, no frantic stupid shit. Yeah, it, it's frantic, brainless gameplay where you're just doing over the top, you know, empty nonsense because it appeals. To the dumbest part of like our inner 13 year old that's that's what it is like it's like it's it's just like transformer movies like i know transformer movies aren't good right but the 13 year old inside me loves to see robots killing each other i know it's not quality so that that's what transformers you're talking about game pass (laughs) wow could be either but yeah, I, I, that's what unga bunga games are. They're just you know high frantic, you know, high, and it's just all over the place, just doing wild shit. It, the like uh, Metal Gear Rising, complete unga bunga. Right. So you think Halo? You would think Halo's like an unga bunga? Four or five, yes, not I one through so. three. Uh, yeah. Damn, so you hear what they're saying, bro? Yeah. It's crazy. Just completely mindless fraghead type shit. <laughs> mindless fraghead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer to support crossplay, cross progression on PC and Xbox. You ready to get that ass swap smooth? <laughs> hey, it's gonna um, be a movie. Um. No. I mean that should have been expected. Um. So I'm not surprised. Um. But I don't foresee myself playing with you guys. Why? Why? You too good? You too. I'm, I'm, I'm just I like, saying. I like, I like how I did that. That was easy. <laughs> Who are you going to play with? Oh, I'm not 
ton of people on the box to play with. I'm just saying. I mean, like if I mean, I'll play if you're gonna play cooperative. That's one thing. But if y'all trying to get a versus, we uh, it, it, it's money. Uh, like, uh, oh, you want to play me for money? Yeah, we we could we could play for money. Oh, yo, yeah. I will I will bet both my knees that I would beat you. Oh no! <laughs> Somebody in the chat said, "Drop top shooper." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. Smooth. Uh, listen, I remember the last Halo when Halo Five came out. You know, we everybody was doing free for alls and everything like that. And there's cross play. There's cross play on this. Smooth. You gonna you gonna be getting exposed around here. I already know I, it. I'm, 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 that's why he don't want to play with y'all. Y'all messy and mean. You know, what? I think I'd be giving y'all too way too much credit. It's, it's, like, I'd be giving y'all way too much credit, right? So. I'm, I'm I'm down if they do free for all, or if we have to even get a team. I because I mean I can recruit, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm my abilities on on Halo, you know what I mean? And especially in multiplayer, I'm, I'm definitely confident in my abilities. Like, like, I mean, you can only get better by getting your ass whooped. I don't think I'll get my ass whooped though. I think I, I think I do my fair share of carrying. Smooth, you about to be the bottom of the leaderboard, dog. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Chief. What was uh? How many how many people can be in Halo Free for All? I forgot. What's the Generally, like it's typically eight on eight, but who knows? If, they'll have if it's a free for all, then it's like twelve to sixteen. I'm trying and, to think how much Halo Five has. I think it's like, and, and there's a lot of people in this community that that play like play Halo. I mean, is the um like Kofi's whole Discord pretty much plays Halo, and they're all better than you. I, I'm better than you in Halo. Uh, Bond's better than you. Smooth um, better than, than anything. I'm hey, still waiting. Wait, 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 I'm still waiting for Smooth to apologize to Mocha. Why am I apologizing to Mocha? I did nothing to her. You said you were better at gaming than Mocha. You were struggling with that black ass platformer. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, you kind of do owe me one. Not I gonna lie. Apologize for that. Yeah. My thing is, it wasn't about being better. I feel like I don't get enough respect. I feel like I play the most diverse uh, games. I Ooh. play a fair amount of games. And I feel like that goal post moves so fucking much when it comes to me. Like, yeah, like it does. It literally went from, oh, you know, you don't play games. Oh, you don't beat games. It's to the point where now I'm just the worst because I'm like the least like light, even though. I've done I in terms you. on the sticks. I've done, <laughs> I feel like I've done more than no. I can't judge Jackson. Jack, you know, Jack be on them sticks. Mocha just told you she beat one game per month, but that so that means five is May. I mean, I be on them sticks and y'all be treating me like I'm chopped liver, but I be out here doing this work. Like that's crazy. Oh, you don't. You couldn't even get out the first room on Halo Two Legendary. That's different. That's different. That's not. That's not like I already. I already been there, done that. Ain't, Regardless of the difficulty, I've been there, done that. That ain't prove nothing. That didn't prove nothing. That doesn't prove nothing. And that that stupid ass uh, platform, that that's nothing. Jack, you want to get the super chats ready? Yeah, hold on. Got it. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, there's this rumor. Before Jack reads the uh, super chats, there's this rumor that Nether Realm is going to be working on the next Marvel fighting game. Oh God. Dude. Which is weird because you know Nether Realm works on Mortal Kombat and uh, Mortal Kombat and uh, of course Warner Bros. Uh, DC fighting game. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, yeah, Injustice. Injustice. So I'm like, why are they about to give them Marvels, the Marvel IP to make a fighting game? That's a little odd. But it's a rumor. 
Don't know how true it is. I oh mean, God, are, who, who, else make, who, make, who's, who would you say is the best, you know, fighters right now in terms of development? Like, who makes the best fighter? Yeah. It, it would have to be either, for. Be either Capcom or NetherRealm. I think Arxis is up there with Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at, at, at Ark making a Marvel game. You got you could read the super chats, Jack. All right, we got a lot of them. Let me know when to stop. Okay, we got Tony Esquire. He said, What up, BG? You hosting a WWP show today? My 3070 came in today. Going to hold on, hold on. Is this Returnal playthrough? This Returnal shit. Hold on. God damn it. I got to go to the podcast. Oh, yeah, My yeah. Bad. From when I was live streaming. Yeah. Yeah, you were streaming there. I was wondering why I was so many, yo. Let me find. Okay, okay. I, I got it. All right. So we got Lone Wolf Gamer, The Last of Us. Why Smooth defended uh, Derek Chauvin on t- Twitter a couple of weeks ago, a.k.a. Coon Smooth. Oh. Yeah, because he's a fucking liar. A fucking, this dude probably one of them drop lick cacoon monkeys that be on fucking Twitter. <laughs> what? Like, not even understand people like that. Nah, this, this is what this dude did, right? So he must be referring to the tweet where I said that the cop is probably going to get off because they kept all the news alerts were like, Oh, they're you know they got a hype. They're increasing security in certain areas, pinning the verdict. So I'm like, all right, if you're increasing increasing security, that means you're preparing the, the nation for bad news, and you're expecting people to riot. So that's where my and but I never said, oh, this dude needs to get off. Da, 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 da. And then my when he when it when he was guilty, I was like, wow, the justice system works. I don't know where he got that from. These dudes be on their fuck shit. They're so. Quick to try to like want to call me a coon. I'm like, these dudes gonna suck the fucking last pube on my ball sack. I can't stand <laughs> none right. of these dudes, y'all. Like, right. this is fucking annoying. <laughs> right. We got a Hoovy 186. He says, Shout out to WWP crew and the best journalist in the business, Jason Schreier. We got game inspects. Jason, I've heard that crunch is somewhat changing in Japan. Is that true? Or is it just bad everywhere? We already answered that. We got Sony Nakumara. It says, I will never trust them because I never did. Matter of fact, I always say they were overrated. I don't know who he's talking about. This from when Jason was on the show. Uh, this is Legion. It says, bring back Zobie 70. No, sir. Uh, no. Dutch has no. a plan. It says, uh, can't catch this live, but shout out to Jason for coming through. I hope you uh, have a great show. And BG, Blandrew High and Trophies is the reason you can't get any money from the, uh, from me. Peace. Wow. We got to get <laughs> So Jason spits facts. No reason to buy Xbox with games on PC. We got a. Uh... Okay, you read that one from Fuzzy Belvedere. You already read that one. Um, we got Kings of Games 405. Any chance last was two and Death Stranded PC PS5 version coming out this year. We got a uh, underrated. I don't know how to fucking pronounce this. DRMZ Media. What is the problem with Cora Moriarty? We have addressed that already. Your boy Roy. Jason wants all the smoke. Uh, the media dude against Jason killing Bond right now. Who cares? Goofy laughing emoji. <laughs> we got we got Tarek Ahmed. He said, "Tell the, those uh, reviewers click the X at the top of the right corner if their day is going bad. If it comes with a job, good or bad." We got Tokyo TZ TV. How y'all let him say a game review doesn't have to be about a game? Y'all be going um. I know. I, I was like, what the hell? On normal guess, but let him say that. We got Glenzer. He said. Now you got to get uh, Schreier and Jaffe on the same show. That would be heat. We need to try to do that. Well, when, we when, he, when he said that, I mm-hmm. knew, for one, like, I knew he had to leave soon, so I wasn't about to get into this, like, huge argument with him. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to let 
when you're interviewing somebody, you just gotta let them say what they say. Yeah, man. We got uh, we got War Machine guy who got vaccinated besides Bond. I, I did. Know. We got uh, we got well, not, nobody else got vaccinated besides me and BG. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Y'all are living. You niggas different. No, bodies. We got show one. He says seventy dollars to uh either beat it in a day or drop it in a day. Bless zero one one said, "Will Xbox put Game Pass on a microwave? Shit, if it'll run it." Um, we got Brian Lobo. The moment when you realize that the Xbox Series S X is now neck and neck with the Wii U for the longest uh wait drought for six months straight until a new first party game release. God damn. Jeez. We got uh, Tony Esquire. He's a shot to BG for his return on live stream because of its difficulty playing and engaging with the chat was impressive, sir. We got Thank Andrew Wilk. We got Andrew Wilk. He's a smooth and Tim Dog always lose bets. Two PS fans known Dave wrong on uh, Game Pass numbers and PS5 not having backwards compatibility. Ran got every Xbox event and Splinter Cell prediction wrong. Do any Xbox fans be right consistently? Rand is right uh, a lot of the time. That's about it. Mm. I got a we leak got, on After Dark, so you know, check out that. Oh shit! We got a yeah. uh, Mega, Mega ZX four five six smooth out of pocket for that Mega Man comment. Mega Man is one of the goats, sir. Facts. What do you say about Mega Man? I don't remember actually. What you say about Mega Man smooth? Called it kind of trash to you. I think I called. Yeah, I forgot. I think I called it like dusty, or fugly. I don't know what the fuck I called it, but it's old. Finish. And you were hyping up um, Recore because, oh my God, it's from the creator of Mega Man. Yeah, from the creator. Because, you know, these, 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 I do that because these uh, PlayStation guys, you know, they love, you know, the whole, you know, Japanese culture and and legendary developers and shit like that. And I just wanted to remind them who made the game. So that's all. Yeah, but you said, you basically said Mega Man is trash, but yet you were hyping up a game by a Mega Man creator. Don't you see how weird that sounds? Saying it's trash, saying it's it's old because you you make you you come at me for playing old games, but you play Mega Man every fucking year. You do know there are new Mega Man games that come out, right? What was the last Mega Man game? Mighty Number Nine. Eleven. Oh my God, there was one after that, and that wasn't really. Go ahead, Jack. Okay, we got Melon Matt ninety three smooth playing God of War twenty eighteen. Don't give me God of War needs to happen. We got Flaffy eleven oh one. Go for the amount of death since he said he nice. E Man twenty five thirty seven said Bond is a one up ass ninja man. Smooth could be like I'm gonna take a dump. Bond is gonna say Smooth, I bet you a game I could take a more glorious dump. Then <laughs> <laughs> you, you have in the shape of PC. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Uh, we got Black John. He said a Jack trilogy is better than any 3D Mario game. We got the Trigger Man. He says if I can kill Ellie at the beginning and play as Abby. We got OBJ Jr. He said, Mocha, can you explain why the Abby hate? I mean, I've talked about it before, so. If, if you don't hate Abby, the writers didn't do a good job. We got, uh, we got OBJ Jr. again. He says, game pass for poor people? Yes. And that's ex- poor people or children. And that's exactly what my kids will be getting it. We got uh, Grimy314. He said, Jimmy, you plan on joining in today? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got a one time soup too he said in the making of the last was documentary on youtube bruce straley says the story was never about the virus slash cure it's about the relationship between ellie and joel that could change in part three but i doubt it and, i ain't trying to hear that's all that all let, me, let me refresh it Jeez. i ain't trying to hear that man oh, i want an explanation tell me I'm why refreshing the new ones 
Speaking of, didn't somebody ask you to play Tell Me Why, BG? Where that stream yeah, at? I, yeah, I got to do that this week. Uh, look, so I, I'm about to beat Returnal, so um, I should be able to... I'm, I'm going to start this week. I will be playing Tell Me Why. Tell Me uh, Why. We, we got three more. We got three more. We got Nick with Snake, the true antagonist. Unga Bunga, LOL. So what do you think Marvel vs. Capcom is? And I can't wait for you to scream uh, that when Final Fantasy 16 dropped. Uh, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom is absolute. It's it's organized yeah. unga. It's it's tactical and technical unga bunga. Oh Ooh. god, is that even a? Fr- no, Smith, it's not. We got uh, we got S blanks in ninety five. He said, "Don't know why people complaining about if a game is worth seventy dollars when you got bald black Nintendo fans who are paying sixty dollars for a photo mode." Yeah, sure. <laughs> we got Jazzy Jefferson. He said, "Hip hop cornball and Sony for cheats and Returnal." <laughs> asking them about the remaster engine. He said oh. hip hop chord ball. I'm dead. Oh man. Hold on. Who is this? Let me see what they say. Oh, it is some new ones. It says missile 87 redefines. Is it true that you get a hard save at Biome 4 and Returnal? I haven't made it there yet. BG? Uh yes. Um after when you get to Biome 4, that that is where you now re if that's where you go back to. It's your new biome one when you get to oh, biome. Oh, that's four. awesome. Oh yeah, because it ain't no it ain't no more um portals. It ain't no more uh, what's going on. Game is no lost soul aside or DMC slant. All right, I think that's it. Let me make sure. Yeah, that's everything. Um, do I have any other topics? Uh, there's a rumor to be a Modern Warfare Three campaign remaster coming. I think I think it said this year. Uh because you know they've been remastering all the old Call of Duties. Uh, Toys for Bob. So Crash Bandicoot Four developer Toys for Bob is now supporting uh, Raven on Call of Duty. Uh, Warzone development apparently now because so Toys for Bob you know everybody know they was make they was making all the Crash Bandicoot games Activision announced some layoffs um, so now Toys for Bob is like some people are saying it's kind of dead they, they won't be making no more Crash Bandicoot games they're just throwing them at um, Call of Duty here go work on our money maker screw Crash Bandicoot you're making Call of Duty now so that's what's happening some people are sad about it. Well, it's I know Blanche, I know Blanche pissed. People already hate Activision, so this just made. Why do fuck with like that? Fucks with any furry thing that jumps. <laughs> out Shit. Um, yeah, so people are upset at boys for uh, upset at Activision. You know, as if they didn't hate them already. So that just made things worse, unfortunately. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of it for this week, man. That was that was really it. That's it. And it's seven fifty-two. Yeah, I was gonna say we started half hour, but we started early. Well, you started early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whole hour really. Yeah. We can give you him eat? seven more minutes. Are you eating smooth? No, I'm. I'm not eating that actually. At all. Chewing what? No, I'm. Oh. I feel like there's something in my tooth, and I'm trying to get it out with my tongue. Not, what, food. Oh. It's not. I don't know. I hope it's food. It's something in between my teeth. <laughs> I'm not eating, though. I'm, I have nothing to eat right now. I'm not eating right now. Uh, another super chat just came in. Smooth, you're not the only Xbox fan who's garbage. Mad, Mads Gaming, uh, K-Mega, Mr. 100, Zaire, Mooch, Crap. All you Xbox fans suck at games. Is Crap even an Xbox guy anymore? No, not really. Not a- where, did this, um, where did this come from that Xbox people can't game? Oh, I know a couple of gamers. They, they have um, a history of being bad at games. And, and Luca, isn't she an Xbox gamer? 
She's good. She's an, I, I, a Destiny gamer. Yeah, I wouldn't qualify uh, Luca as uh, as an Xbox gamer. She, I would say she she plays whatever you know. But no, she's and she's good. She's, she's good. good. She yeah, queen. Yeah. I, I understand. Like I, <laughs> I really don't. I, the, the disrespect is is just it's unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. Here's also <laughs> why people say. Here's also why people say that though, Mocha. All the PlayStation guys can beat the Xbox game. The Xbox games easy, but all the Xbox guys struggle with PlayStation games. Really? Mm. I've only played PlayStation games on uh, tougher difficulties, with the exception of Bloodborne, which is no. There's no difficulty setting. It's just it's a Souls game. So uh, I, I don't believe that. I think you guys are really giving these guys too much damn credit. I don't know why y'all sucking these little. No, as penises for for nope. the like, I don't know why that shit. Like, look, every everybody be everybody be beating like the Halo games on Legendary outside of the Xbox fans. Everybody beats the Gears of War games like, outside the Xbox fans. Who's everybody? Like, are you are, are you saying are you saying you are you bond are you bond bond are you BG and Kofi? "Quote unquote PlayStation guys." I see rhythms. What what I'm saying is, is everybody can beat the Xbox games at the highest levels, but the PlayStation guy, but the Xbox guys always complain the PlayStation games are too hard. So you're comparing PC guys to Xbox guys? Comparing everybody? No, you're not, because you mentioned a bunch of fucking PC guys. PlayStation and PC guys. What What I'm I'm saying is all the. But even MGB could beat all these Xbox games Did, and PlayStation games. MBG was an Xbox, and, and he yeah. plays, he plays the, the, the cinematic play. Hey, I can't believe you said his name. Um, Why not? When you switch over, you gain skills. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty. That's what you know. What? I'm gonna take a fucking sabbatical and come back playing fucking anime. And then get the respect that way. That, I, anime? I, that's the, that's the only. I don't. I really don't. I really don't get it, yo. Like these PlayStation games ain't fucking hard. They they're they're not. They're not. Okay. They're not, okay. 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 We, we, we gonna see what how kind of badge of honor are you giving these motherfuckers to be like, oh, like you know, you deserve gaming credit because you played this shit. Like what the fuck, like. What do I need to add a bunch of more third party? Uh, I mean, no third person action adventure games to my repertoire. Like fucking all these yeah. Assassin's Creed games yeah. ain't fucking enough. Repertoire. All these damn Tomb Raiders ain't, ain't enough. Like I like I've done my portfolio of games played and beaten and experienced. Like it's. You but you gotta admit, like you you said that some games give you a mental blockage, yep. and. Yeah. And then you don't play Resident Evil because you don't have a good sense of direction. So, no, I don't. Have, I don't play Ori because I don't have a good sense of direction. Resident so, Evil is just. I just. I'm just not a fan of it. The first part, I have a better time doing a first person Ori, but most of the PlayStation guys beat Ori. No, they. Well, Jack, you can only claim Jack move. You keep saying most. Are you saying Jack move represents like a, a bunch of individual people? He's the only. He's the only one person that I know. The Pope Commissioner. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. PlayStation guys, Jack Move is one individual. The Xbox. Okay, here's the funny thing. You said you could beat these hard PlayStation games. Let, let me see you stream. Give me God of War. Fuck, need we, to, we nigga. Need I already got Bloodborne. No, I don't. Let, let, let me see you stream Eternal. Oh, here's, here's another thing. I did Uncharted Crushing. I did. Um, I did. Uh, Last Grounded. That I did. Blood, I did Bloodborne. I did like what I did. That, that shit is hard, and nobody nobody wants to give me credit for. It. I did both those. I did both of them. Uh-huh. They, yeah, that not easy. Get that not also, easy. Also, um, fuck. What was I about to say? 
Oh, I lost it. It'll come back to me. I'm just saying, like I've. <laughs> oh yeah, did you beat? Did you beat Ghost of Tsushima? No, I didn't beat Ghost of Tsushima. Well, how far did you get? I just, I just, I just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. See? Oh no, 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 no! I know why. I know why I didn't beat Ghost of Tsushima. Why? Because when I got my PS5, my I didn't have I didn't have PS Plus. Uh, my I didn't have a save, so I had to start from the beginning. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm not. I'll play it. Whatever, whatever." I just never got, never finished. Ghost of Tsushima is a very simple game, though. Exactly. Yeah, but it wasn't about it being hard. Like, I, it's nothing about Ghost of Tsushima was hard that I can't play. Like that's that. I don't want to say I beat I beaten games harder than Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima to me is just the PlayStation's exclusive, like Assassin's Creed in Japan. Like, like what? Like I I I beat in the last three Assassin's Creed games. But Assassin's Creed games aren't hard, and then with the you know, the games that you claim were hard, um, there was always some type of scandal. No, no, yeah, because people... No, wait. Like, behind these scandals? There's money in scandals. There is so much money. You know how much money people made off me doing these dumbass streams? I know, I'm but I'm saying people aren't giving you your respect that you're claiming that you deserve for beating these games because for all the hard games that you beat... There were scandals associated with it. Like, oh, here goes nothing. You know, I feel like you need to pick a game um, that is supposed to be difficult. You just do like God of War. Give me God of War. Stream it um, and get through it without a scandal. And then people will give you a prop. That's not fair because all these games that I've done. You got to put a proctor in the room with Smooth <laughs> to make sure nothing. <laughs> see, all these, like the Uncharted yeah, one, see, I still, that one is still baffling. The whole here comes nothing. It was, was it poor word choice? Because I said, here goes nothing. The thing is, though, <laughs> when I was playing. It even Uncharted, sounds funny. Though, it was because how long you were stuck on the day when you said that you get you immediately get past. But the, the problem is that throughout the entire stream of Uncharted, I, t- I was, when I found the first, um when you, when you could force a, a fucking checkpoint. When you can force a check, once I found that first one, I attempted to do that out of almost every hard point I got to. That's not a scandal. That's me finding the glitch. I found that shit right on stream with everybody watching. And I'm like, oh shit. And then ever since then, I've been trying to rush my way to whatever next point, I can, to whatever checkpoint I can get to. So I have to keep starting back to where I was. But there I, no real you could play the game instead of trying to cheese the game. Just I just want it. people to know, like when 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 I play a hard a hard part on any game, I literally say, "Here goes nothing." Now, right before, just because it's smooth, I I literally say that to this day. You should. Like you, you literally could like put that on merch and it would sell because it's funny as fuck. Here goes nothing. Like what human being <laughs> said? What human being actually says that before? The, it was so. <laughs> you know he had his hands on the when he said this shit. Right? Like <laughs> yo, I was like yo, what movie are we watching? Who says? When have you ever like you know been talking to your 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 man's and he was like yo, here goes nothing. <laughs> but oh the man. He didn't beat either Ori game or Gears Tactics. So what? I don't care. I don't be. I haven't beaten any game like Gears Tactics. PlayStation guys, they be beating their games smooth. And 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 so you know, so you had to wait until I there was a game I didn't beat. They'd be like, oh, Xbox don't uh, Kids Move doesn't beat games. You're to beat Recore. 
No, it didn't take me a year to do go back. Look at the date. Look at the date. Look at what the date. What was the uh, yo? Shout, shout, shout out to Alabama Jones. Appreciate the joining the uh, the membership. What was the thing about Folgers? Did he did Smooth say he drank coffee or something like that? Yeah, yeah after, after he beat the ball last week, he, he, he was, was refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, that's well, funny. Yeah, funny man. Like I don't. I mean, like what was that? Last Gears of War. Shit busters had like a what a two percent completion? Yeah, I'm a part of that two percent. That's a damn. <laughs> this is what we're talking about, Mo. These Xbox dudes don't be finishing their games. You don't know who they are because I know. Yeah, you don't. Know. You really don't. <laughs> like that's it, it's crazy, but like you know to be, but like you know I feel like I I feel like every year I'm wasting time beating all these games just for you guys to say huh? dumb shit like that. I, I play too many games. I need to stop. I need. I really need to stop. Question in I my think life it's the quality of games you play smooth is what exactly. people. Yeah, it's the quality. Like I said before, you play a bunch of fillers, and then the actual That's games weird. that you play that people AAA care about, there's a scandal. So all the AAA games that I've beaten, none of my peers have beaten. Maybe Jack move, maybe Jack move. I don't, I, but all the AAA games I've beaten, none of my peers have beaten. Explain that. Oh, what well, the games they don't care about, like the bug spray game. The bug spray game. What? <laughs> game. That's a, that's a raid. Game. Roach spray. <laughs> raid Shadow Legend or what? What's he playing? I, I don't know. I just remember he got like a lot of flack a few weeks ago. Oh for yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But other than I, that, like everyone pretty much plays like the same thing, right? Pretty much. Didn't you beat Immortals: Phoenix Rising? No. Uh, I I, ha- I actually have that. I, I want to get to it. Um. Because I played it late, I, I may beat it later in the year. Oh, uh, we can can we get like 500 likes before we go? Um, Please, currently yes, at currently at like 700. There's you know we at 400 likes, so actually we should be able to get that to like 550. Can we get 550? All of you, all of you looking at your you know looking at your screen. Go ahead and press the like button. You look at your looking at your phone. Press the like button. It takes a second. We got to keep telling y'all, but it works. Y'all Please almost got a free game stream last week. Exactly, but y'all ain't hit a thousand. So y'all should hit that up right now. Um, what's uh? For respect purposes, I am currently playing Judgment, and I intend to finish that game. But I know I'm waiting for somebody to explain why that won't count either. So, uh, you only playing it because it's in Game Pass. Exactly. That's not Game Pass. I paid for that. I bought that outright. Cash. Shocking. Shocking. Yo, that came out on Xbox. Yeah. Came out on the, uh, the same day as or the day before Returnal. I'm shocked because Smooth put down every damn Yakuza game, but then picks up Judgment. Mm. No, I tend to play uh, the later Yakuza's like uh, six. After I do Judgment, I'll probably do Yakuza six. I'm, yeah. I mean, shit, you might as well start with one. Nah, because it's too. Them games and them damn the dialogue. They, they remade them, man. They're awesome. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're all on Game Pass, but Yakuza six, I'm going to. I'll probably do after judgment though. Um, but judgment is pretty uh, good. I so that we we got some drama to talk about in After Dark. So let's uh, start doing these outros. Really? Oh, yeah, we, 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 we can talk that. about we can talk about this hip hop gamer thing real quick before we get out of here. And these uh, easy mode and these cheating and how easy mode and using cheating is part of the gaming culture. Have you ever heard? So for those of Anybody? you who don't. For those of you who don't follow Hip Hop Gamer on Twitter, he said that he will not be playing Returnal until 
uh, there are cheats and um, or an easy mode. That that's his literal. That's literally what he said. He he had no shame in it either. Hey man, uh, I I don't know what to say. That that is a that man is built different. Why play a difficult game if you don't want it to be difficult? I just yeah, don't man, get that. With invincibility on his head. Oh man, that's Mocha, I, I did you did you see that Mocha? He played Cuphead with invincibility and unlimited lives. And after every level, he was shouting like he was the man. He was dunking on little kids in the backyard, little play school hoop, and he was smacking his chest like he was the man. Yeah, I just wouldn't get any satisfaction from using cheat codes. Because I like I like like if I'm stuck on something for a long time and I finally beat it. I feel so good afterwards. And if I cheat it, it's going to take away from that fulfillment. And I mean, like, what's the point of playing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If, if you want to play with cheats for fun, like I said, if it's just fun to fool around, cool. But I've never put cheats on and be like, all right, I'm about to play through this whole game now. Like, no, that yeah. sounds absurd to me. Remember when he said he had 2,000 video games I wanted to see his collection? And it was a bunch of ROMs. All ROMs. And he said that. Gamer. <laughs> he said, owning ROMs is owning the game. I was like, bro, really? I use a lot of cheats when I used to play GTA. But, I mean, other than that, I've never used to cheat in the game. I might be the only person that never used cheats in GTA. Cheats were fire in GTA, like the unlimited ammo, all the weapons. Uh, there was a cheat where you could like change your character. Like I would put that in, and I'll change to like a prostitute and run around like shooting people as the prostitute. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Jack getting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that cheat too by heart, which is funny. But those are the days. I remember. I remember the cheat. Like, why did this cheat even exist? Like, it was so dumb. It was a Tomb Raider cheat, the original Tomb Raider trilogy, to make Lara, Claw Lara Croft explode. Like, literally just explode into itty-bitty pieces. I'm like, what is... And, and, like, as a kid, I was like, yo, this is fire. And I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, why, why, did, why, why was that, like, exciting? Just blow up your character. She was a stupid kid. Probably. Yes, we're all dumbass kids. You ever like conversations with like our old friends that like you know since like elementary school? Like, damn, we were fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. man. I used to do dumb Some dumbass shit as kids. Like throwing oh, yeah. produce in my mom's backyard at passing buses and cars. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Degenerate. <laughs> Very. Hit me. <sighs> Ready to do these? Uh, but, uh, I think using cheats is fine after you beat the game, but I don't understand how people put the game on easy and want to activate cheats and trainers. Like, oh man, this game's fire! Like, you no, it's not fun playing with a cheater because like that ruins Call of Duty. There's nothing yeah. more annoying than playing Call of Duty with a lobby full of people who are cheating. Or even I remember I knew it was time to stop playing Friday when people were making their characters like float above the exit like that's when oh, it, it was time to put, like wow. yeah it was time to put that game down when it started happening but so. here's the worst part 
he be reviewing games. I'm like, yo, you can't review games if you're playing them on easy and using cheats. Because that removes the concepts of gameplay and difficulty. Oh, Absolutely. He's, he's just different, man. Sometimes, like, you just got to let that man live his life. <laughs> like, there's nothing we could do. He, he's too far. Like, and then they complain life. about how we don't have representation <clears throat> in the industry. Because they look at our small segment, they're like, oh, you guys are a bunch of FNs, you know. All y'all do is cheat and fraud. If we're gonna if we're gonna hire cheats and frauds, we're gonna hire white people. They do it the best. Get them. Can't argue, Jack. All right. Be ready to go, y'all. Yes. Wanna go to after dark. <laughs> uh it's been a good episode. Uh for those of you who came in late, make sure you go back and watch uh the interview, you know, we had with Jason Schreier. Um Good conversation, good discussion, good questions. All right, so go check that out. Uh, Jack. Like button. Um, yeah, man, good show. YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Jack Move Johnny, uh, JiggyMerch.com. Get in tune and uh, yeah, we out. Move. All right. See you guys in the after dark. Mocha. Yeah, uh, good night, good show, and catch y'all next week. Bond. Ah, good show. Welcome to summer, everybody. It's here. Jimmy? What's up, J-Mega Games? Everybody have a good night. Your summer's not here yet for another month. I mean, it's 80 degrees over here. 74, but still. All right. So, yeah, I'll be um, finishing my... I think uh, I could probably finish Returnal in two more streams, so I won't be streaming tonight because I'm too damn tired, but uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, I'll probably be able to beat the game. I can't get Look out for those. Body, you know? This joint is crazy. Hey, don't worry. What Coach BG is past? here. What can't you get past, Jack? Third biome, yo. These enemies are ridiculous. Oh, the, the third biome. Bro, there's a room. I don't know if you got to the room with the three sentients in there. I just bro. died in that joint. Bro, 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 bro. bro. I, I said, nope, I'm soft. I killed one of them and I ran. I ran, bro. I was like, nope, was I'm not doing open? that. Huh? Was the door open? Uh, I, I mean, thought the door you, was that's why I didn't try to run. I thought the door was locked. Oh, no, the door's, the door's open. You can run, you can run right oh, out of there. I was, yeah, I'm, I was like, bro, I was oh, like, I, bro, I was, I was like, I'm scared. I ran straight out that door live on stream. I was like, I'm soft. Y'all can call me soft. I don't care. Bro. I left and I left and went to this next part. I'm, I'm like, nope, I ain't doing this. You got th- body me, you know? th- three, three aliens that can teleport. No, I'm not. I'm not dumb. Listen, I'm, I'm a, I'm a God, but I ain't dumb. So I was like, nope, I'm out of here. Yep. I just yeah. got bodied by them. <laughs>